Where's my voice? It's my turn to be without a voice this week. Your voice sounds fine. Uh, it doesn't feel like it sounds fine. It sounds fine. You know what? Just let me have this, okay? Okay. What's going on, everybody? We are the Cinefanatics. This is the tagline, the show where the tagline is the title. What is going on? It is so great to be here. Tuesday night, 9.30 Central Time, or like a couple of minutes after or so, however time works, I guess. But like I said, we are the Cinefanatics. My name is Robert Adams. My name is Sicky McGee. Oh, we're using our fake names. Well, then I'm Grizzly Adams. No, we're using dated references, apparently. My name's Chris Adams. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I've been looking forward to this, like, for this past week now. I have not. This. So. Um, I've been sick. Oh, that does not look like it's it's working right. So, first, right off the bat, um, I would like to give a huge shout-out. Thank you to uh, Jake Acavetta, who's in our chat, one of our moderators, for working on that... Uh, overlay graphic. We got new graphics on here now. Uh, he worked on that graphic last week while we were interviewing Roca. Threw it in. Uh, made some minor changes to it, but yeah. Uh, it looks good with the exception that it looks like it's being cut off at the top. So uh, Looks fine to me. Okay. Well, yeah. Mine, <laughs> mine looks like it's cut off. So y'all let me know. Oh, no. That's why. Because you have to scroll up on the screen. <sighs> Anyways, old man with technology over there does not realize that YouTube has a full web page and you can scroll and. Good Ooh, job. it's getting blurry. Anyways, good job. So, yeah, Grizzly Adams had a beard. Yeah, no, I look like uh, I feel like I'm starting to look like uh, Robert Redford in that. <laughs> well, no, you don't know what I'm referencing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You said you look like Robert Redford, and that's hilarious to me. What's that that meme? I, I forgot the name of the movie, but he's like a mountain man. The movie's called like Mountain Man Jack or Mountain Man Jim. It's that. Is meme that the one where he's like, where he's like by the yeah, where he's by like the river and he just like looks over his shoulder and not. And nobody knew for the longest time that that was yeah, Robert Redford. Fun fact: that's Robert Redford. That it actually is Robert Redford. It looks nothing like him if like you're only used to Robert Redford from like say Winter Soldier and like the Marvel movies. If you're but, only used to Robert Redford from Winter Soldier, then you need to watch some more movies. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Um, oh, what was that? Uh, was it Indecent Proposal with him and Demi Moore, Woody Harrelson? That was a really good movie. Uh, 90s, kind of a fantasy movie, I would say, which is a weird premise. But yeah, go check that out. Uh, anyways, that's how we're starting this show already. Um, how are you doing? I am, once again, in week number 465 of I Really Need a Haircut. <laughs> You and me both. Oh, man. Uh, once again, though, uh, it's been a, a crazy situation where I was going to get a haircut about a week before we were going to initially go to the uh, Schmodown free-for-all in L.A., which mm -hmm. was supposed to be on March 21st. And then we weren't going to go to that, and I was still going to get a haircut around the same time anyway. And then everything shut down. And so I haven't gotten a haircut since sometime in February. Yeah. 
I'm about two months in with no haircut. It actually doesn't look that bad. I mean, it's definitely longer than you normally have it. I definitely brushed it a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't say it, I wouldn't say it looks that bad. Yeah, but uh, me, I'm used to again since I was military. I'm used to this being like pretty much like skin tight almost, and this not being as tall as it is. Which it's I think it's kind of hard to see on this. Yeah, you're looking line, a little. But, you're looking a little Johnny Bravo there. Yeah, almost <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Hey, your name must be Mickey. Because you're so good looking. Oh, I kick. Um, Whatever. Yeah, but so on top of that, there is uh, there's this uh, nonsense that's been going on behind my face. I'm pretty sure you gave it to me, whatever it is. That, that, that's the way I work. If anyone lives with me uh, and I get something, once I don't have something, someone else has something. As- such an unselfish person as he is he decides to give i'm a sharing kind of and person. keep giving until the person he's giving to doesn't want anymore yeah i'm talking about sickness specifically just sickness guys so yeah we're we assume at this point you just had a cold of some sort that's what i'm thinking because i had a fever for like a day yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't like just like allergies. Allergies yeah. are usually like cleared up, especially like say there were when that first started. I was staying indoors for like four days in a row. <laughs> Typically, allergies should be gone because yeah. those allergens that are outside are not in here, and I'm not allergic to my cat or you. So yeah, I I, I believe that was more of a cold. Completely destroyed my voice, loss of taste, smell. Yeah, it, it wasn't the COVID. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've been inside for like a week now at this point. Honestly. Wouldn't even know it, but I started feeling better right before we uh, interviewed John Roca last week. So yeah. uh, it's been downhill for a week since then. I think I'm on an uphill now, but we'll see. We'll yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I've had all sorts of fun. Hopefully. Um, yeah, so as for me, again, I've been getting better. I still have remnants of something somewhere back there. Stop trying to one-up me. I'm not trying to one-up you. I mean, uh, I mean, you probably are still definitely better right now than I probably am-ish, because I still feel uh, something in there. Um, I, the cough is still there, everyone's Welcome to Sick of Fanatics. Yeah. We're I want sick. you to try to say that word. Sick of Fanatics? Oh, I'm surprised. Sick of Fanatics? No. I think that's something else. That's now. Nah. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, my God. We got someone in the chat that's Chris Adams' fan. Yep, and I feel like I have an idea of who that is, and that's fine. That's awesome. We're just going to move on past that one. Yeah. Uh, anyways, to those of y'all in the chat that are joining us, thank you for being here. Uh, Tyler is saying, I was looking for Grizzly Adams, and he did have a beard. Well... Yeah, we we know our relative has beards. It's he's related to us. It's in the genetics. Yes, everybody with the last name Adams is related to us. Oh God! Even if Adams is spelled with two D's, you know it's that's that's the Transylvanian uh, spelling of the Transylvanian the, side of the, of the family. Yeah, that's the Transylvanian way of saying Adams. It's just adds a D. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> So, uh, one of the things I wanted to touch upon, at least this week, something new I kind of want to start. Because, again, uh, not much movie news. Although there is, like, a good amount of movie news this this week. Uh, Some of this movie news just broke today. So, this is going to be interesting. Some fun, crazy stuff going on. Uh, But one of the things I wanted to do was, let's touch upon, over the past week, what are some movies you caught up on? 
What are some movies that you have seen? Since we, we really don't have new movies to talk about, yeah. what's something that you have well, seen that you hadn't seen before? Maybe something you rewatched that... Real, real quick, actually, before we move on to that, I, okay. I wanted to actually touch on something else instead, just to kind of get this, talk about this, let's, let's get it out there, and then uh, we'll carry on after that. Uh, if those of you who are part of the Schmodown community are not aware, mm-hmm. one of our new rookies this year, Craig Yaner, the barbarian in the Schmodown, uh, just lost his wife to cancer last night, and we are all in the community very heartbroken about that. Um, as such, we have posted his GoFundMe in the description below that Paul Preston, who also recently dealt with the same same situation, his wife passed away from cancer also, uh, he set that up for Craig, and so we posted that down in the description below. If you have anything to give at all, uh, especially during this time, it's so rough to have to deal with funeral costs in general. During a pandemic, But yeah. to have to do it during a pandemic is just it's it's unfathomable how hard of a situation this must be so uh we want to go ahead and share that gofundme it's in the description below if you have anything to give if you can feel free to please donate to that gofundme below that way uh that way they raise the amount needed to be able to give her a proper funeral and everything so our hearts go out to uh craig and his entire family right now yeah um so uh, unfortunately, there's not really a good way to try to. There's not. You just gotta to get out of that. You, you but, got. You gotta do it. But uh, so going back to what I said, what were some movies that you caught up with? Say like over this past week, something again, maybe you just discovered. Yeah. Something you hadn't seen before, or something you may have rewatched and it just tickles your fancy, so you keep rewatching. We don't it. talk about tickling my fancy. Well, I mean, it had to be said at some point. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. I recently uh, caught up on a couple of uh, sleeper sleeper hits called uh, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame because those were uh, those needed to be caught up on. Those were man just flew right under the radar there. Nobody saw those. It's not like it's the anniversary of two giant box office hits. <laughs> but yeah, no, I uh, recently rewatched those because I needed to be reminded of what. Uh, a crisis looks like in the middle of a pandemic when Thanos snaps away half of all of existence. Yeah. Um, you? So, <laughs> no, nothing new over the past week. Um, shoot, I don't think I, I don't think I turned on anything new. I just being sick. I've just been in the mood just to watch some stuff that's like more comfortable, like comfort food. I want to wrap up in a blanket, you know, wrap up in some movies that I uh, I like. I'm used to. Shows and stuff that I like and used to just YouTube content, just easy to digest stuff. So something that like if you pass out and take a nap, it's cool. I didn't miss much. I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know the big one for me. There's a couple of them actually. Uh, but the big one for me, uh, which, which is about time. I absolutely hate admitting, but the fact that it's done now, I'm completely okay with. So it is completely off my plate. Uh. I have finally watched Casablanca. Woo! Fantastic movie. He watched The White House. The White House? Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you live in Texas. I know. I just didn't think of that. <laughs> but, yeah, so I finally watched Casablanca. I absolutely, absolutely 
recommend it. If you have not seen that, it is a fantastic movie. Uh, I know some people might have like uh, held back because it's an older movie. It's black and white. People just don't connect with black and white movies the same. And I understand yeah. that because when I was younger, I was like, oh, this movie's in black and white. Skip. Bored. Yeah, bored. Bored. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't hit the senses. It's yeah. not appealing. It's not visually beautiful. It's just black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you watch Clerks and everything's fine. And you're like, oh, black and white works. That's what did it for you? Yeah, Clerks. Well, I mean, that probably was the first black and white movie I watched that I was actually interested in watching. Um, uh, other than like maybe some older movies that had like since been colorized. Uh, which I can't think of any off the top of my head. Wizard of Oz doesn't count. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I love Casablanca. That was a fantastic movie, especially because almost every other line in that movie is a quote, like a famous quote. So, like, every, every other line you're like, ah, there's that one, and there's that one. Definitely probably one of the most quotable uh, classic movies out there. Yeah. Um, give or take, you know, you got some stuff from Gone with the Wind also, but... For the most part, I think Casablanca definitely hits hits that tier of most quotable movie from before, like 1970. Yeah. Um, some other ones I caught up on, or not caught up on, but rewatched. I rewatched Rocketeer, uh, which that one was funny because I hadn't watched that since I was maybe a teenager. Yeah. Uh, Love that movie. Watched it all the time. I remember watching it as a kid, but there was a lot of it I, I did not pick up on. I don't know if you've ever watched Rocketeer. Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, there was a lot about that movie I didn't understand as a kid. Uh, I just knew it was a guy with a rocket on his back and flying cool. Um, <laughs> Sounds and then, good to me! And I knew, I understood, like, Timothy Dalton, because he used to be James Bond, or he was one of the James Bonds, and that he was playing an actor in this movie who is secretly a Nazi. That's not a spoiler or anything, but he's a Nazi, and he wants this jetpack for the Nazi army. Y'all heard it here first. Timothy Dalton is a Nazi. Yeah. Well, he was in that one. It was kind of a nod to uh, Errol Flynn from back in the day, because uh, back. Y'all in... heard it here first. Errol Flynn is a Nazi. Well, no, the, you didn't hear it here first. That was actually like a very strong rumor back in the golden age of Hollywood. You heard it here. A thousand and two hundred forty-second. Errol Flynn is still a Nazi. Yeah. So uh... I'm gonna beat this joke into a ground. Yeah. Not just any ground. A ground. A specific ground. That's fine. Anyways, if you hadn't seen it in a long time, especially if you haven't seen The Rocketeer since you were a kid, go back, rewatch it. There's a lot of nods to, uh, like, older Hollywood. I think it was very, it's very well done, especially now rewatching it. Yeah. Uh, that one. And then uh, the other one I just rewatched again, uh, which I will always sing the praises of, uh, was Drag Me to Hell. Horror movie, you're not going to like it. It is... The only reason I've seen the praises of it is it's one of the few PG-13 movies, or PG-13 horror movies, that I absolutely love. It is Sam Raimi. It's got a lot of Sam Raimi-isms in it, uh, including the Oldsmobile 88 car from Evil Dead and all his other movies. I'm still hung up on the fact that you're seeing praises of being dragged to hell. It's a good movie. Again, I highly recommend it. Sinful, cinefanatics. Wait, that actually works. Cinefanatics. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but no, you've seen that one, though. 
So yeah, you're you're just was, you're just a rewatch on that. Yeah, that yeah. and Rocketeer were rewatches for me. But Casablanca right. was my first like new movie I say over this past week. So I'd like to be able to chime in with something next week. So I need to find something I haven't seen. I'm probably not going to choose Rocketeer because that one's just easy to pick out. I might scroll through on some of the uh, the premium channels that we uh, we have on the on mm-hmm. the cable to try to find something. But man, um. I want to go through chat here real quick Adams for you. Versus Adams versus Blue Screen of Death. Some curtain. Thank you, Movie Finobi, for the three ninety nine super chat. That was the thing when doing this overlay. I was like, man, there's a lot of blue in this. Yeah. <laughs> don't sing the song. Oh, you know I was gonna sing the don't, song too. Don't sing the song. You know I was gonna sing the song because it's in my head and you can't because we don't have the copyright. Because I'm, I'm blue. Daba dee, daba die. Well, that's about the extent we can do right there. No more there. Otherwise, we have to pay the big bucks. And yeah. that's not a song I want to pay big bucks for. Speaking of paying big bucks, uh, as you can see in this really nice overlay, uh, we do have the Streamlabs up there. Streamlabs.com slash Cinefanatics. It's right there. Uh, there is also something new up here that uh, we haven't mentioned yet. We will be talking about it later. But right above my head is our Patreon. Uh, we do have a Patreon now set up. It was a fit, it officially went live like what about an hour ago or so? Yeah, I did something ish. like that. Uh, so I did a crazy thing and I just hit live. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. So there is a Patreon. I'll make sure. Ooh, wow! I think I just whistled out of that gap in my. Hey, team. Chris! Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris! It's kind of hot outside. Oh, Ooh, we should not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, Mr. Herbert impressions on our stream. Wow. Um, it's a funny and, voice, guys. It's just a funny voice. That's all it is. Just a funny voice. Yeah. Anyways, we do have a Patreon. We will uh, be going into details as to what the Patreon for us consists of. Uh, it's very interesting. It was a lot of fun to put together. So uh, go over there to the Patreon and sign up for that. We'll tell you why later. Just yeah, we'll talk. Do we'll it talk right now without question. Uh, the rest of this chat right now. Uh, real quick, I want to shout this out. Uh, see that uh, uh, Christopher Stike Leathers in the comments. I uh, said, sorry, I haven't been on for a while. My uh, little sister passed away from the COVID-19 virus early Sunday morning, and we had a service today. Uh, leather, dude, I'm so sorry, man. That is the, that's like the worst. That's the worst news. And uh, our, again, like, as we said for Craig earlier, our hearts go out to you as well. That is, that is not fun <laughs> in any capacity to have to deal with. And that's, that literally is like the biggest bummer because we I know that we were out here uh, really pulling for her too ever yeah. since we uh, initially heard the news so we are so sorry man uh, you know our hearts definitely go out to you that's it's not fun this is not a it's not a fun time that we're all still dealing with right now no <laughs> and uh, yeah that's it's not fun um. Let's see, everyone else. Kelsey is saying that her daughter wants to watch Casablanca with her. That's just, so Kelsey's over there raising her kids, right? Um, want to watch these great classic movies. So absolutely, 100%. And see, now here's a good time. If you have kids, this is the proper time to be exposing to them. Don't wait till the kids grow up and they get in their like 20s, 30s, however old they get. And then Almost they, then they decide to start a YouTube channel talking about movies, and they're having to admit to the general public, I ain't seen Casablanca. Like, that's not something you want to be able to admit on a movie YouTube channel that you started. I would probably believe that Stitch hasn't seen Casablanca. Was that Stitch? 
I almost that almost actually sounded like uh, was it, uh, Gabriel Iglesias one of his voices that he does. But yeah. I mean, it is kind of Stitch like. Yeah. Fluffy. Fluffy I Stitch. Love, I love Fluffy. Um, anything else we really want to cover before we start diving into some of this news? Uh, just going through, seeing if anyone's got questions in the chat. Um, we got a few. Looks like we got some questions from our uh, biggest fans here. Yeah. So we got a. We do have a Chris Adams fan and a Robert Adams fan. These are fantastic. Um, the Robert Adams fan. What are your top three Fantastic Four characters? That's that's awesome. <laughs> the top three Fantastic. Well, Doctor Doom. Oh, is it like? Well, I think they're specifically meaning of the key four. Fantastic I know. Four. I broke. The rules. I mean, if, if we're going to do that... Then I'm a rebel. If we're going to do that, then I will say right off the bat, my favorite, most favorite character is Silver Surfer, who starred, who started in Fantastic Four. So, Fantastic Four number 48. I have it. Nerd! I have it. Yeah. Love Silver Surfer. Cannot wait for a live-action Silver Surfer movie, because apparently they haven't made one yet. I can't wait for the movies we're just supposed to get right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Chris, what if you guys pick up more of the lighter blue and black from your logo in the overlay? That's why that's kind of what I wanted to see. So yeah, I worked on this overlay earlier today. I kind of wanted to see how it would look and play out. So yeah, feel free to give us like any criticism of like how you think this could look better because I I went into this knowing it was gonna be a lot of blue. I want more green and yellow. Yeah. Doesn't fit the There's style other at all. colors in the world besides blue. <laughs> no, there's not. Um, and then there was another one. Someone else said something that I thought was funny earlier. Where'd it go? Oh yeah, Chris Adams fan. Ever see Casablanca down? Have a White, White House down. down. Uh, I have seen. Uh, wait, was it White House down? Wait, no, I've seen uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, same, same thing. thing. It's basically the same movie, but. Yeah. That's like, like when, when uh, Deep, Deep Impact and Armageddon came out at the same time. Uh, there was also another one was like Volcano, and there was, uh, oh, Volcano and Dante's Peak came out at the same time. Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, these movies keep coming out at the same exact time. They always come out in pairs. Yeah. Just like Avengers Infinity War and whatever the DC was trying to do. It doesn't as good. I don't know. That didn't work. Nope. So, on to movie news, yeah. because we don't have any kind of a transition into this. We're just going to talk about movie news. So, we're going to jump on the first thing. Uh, speaking of movies and everything coming out and whether or not we'll actually get to see them, I want to jump on kind of the, along the same lines. This is the topic that we've been talking about pretty much every week is what does movies look like during a pandemic? It doesn't look like anything right now. In fact, it's not going to look like anything for a while because movie theaters are pretty much straight up not going to be reopening anytime soon. Uh, a lot of restrictions are easing, and I'll kind of combine two pieces here into one. Uh, here in Texas, the restrictions on movie theaters are actually opening here pretty soon. Uh, I think by like May 1st or so, the restrictions over movie theaters is like, hey, feel free to open. Statewide is May 1st. Yeah. Now, uh, the city of Austin, specifically uh, Travis County, uh, they still have a stay-at-home order that's in effect until May 8th. Yeah. So essentially for conundrum. Us, yeah. Well, for us here, the the local mun, I can't say it, mun, municipality. Municipality. That word. 
the local government, specifically here, uh, county or city, uh, yeah. is that that still rules. The entire state is, for Texas, is free to open up on May 1st, essentially. Or not essentially, but non-essentially. Uh, but here in Austin, we still have to wait until May 8th. Uh, but they did announce that movie theaters could be a part of that as long as they follow certain guidelines in regards to, like, uh, there has to be, like, two seats apart from any group. So if I went to movie theater by myself, there has to be two empty seats on either side of me. The row in front of me, the row behind me can also not have anybody in it. If you and I go to a movie theater at the same time, we can sit next to each other, but same two seats on either side of us, rows empty on the front and back. Which gives you the problem of most screenings only serving like five people yeah uh, well because the limit is that they can't surpass like 25 percent of the regular capacity yeah uh so again i think we mentioned this last week the issue with that is most of your movie theaters even your small uh like indie movie theaters now all have it set up where you buy tickets online you actually pick your seat online yep so now what that means is these movie theaters are having to overhaul their setup to where like hey you can only click on these certain seats and then you got to make it where if someone clicks on a seat now that movie theater has to block out the two seats next to them yeah and yeah that's that's gonna be uh that's gonna be kind of puzzling so like tyler's saying you have an echo yeah i usually do well anybody else hear anything about that maybe i'll see the echo robert's oh i just clicked in out of nowhere has a majestic echo voice does that sound better? I just adjusted my microphone. We need to figure out exactly what this is. What's causing the echo? It's something having to do with the microphone because I can I can adjust I can turn the microphone off and on and then it seems to work fine, supposedly. But yeah, yeah, let us know if there's still an echo going going through there. Sounds like a nightmare. Also, if I have one or not. Yeah. Uh, so I just adjust adjust that. Let us know as soon as you hear if it gets better. Stop talking for a second. That first one's your mic, right? Yes. Yeah, so you can see it kind of jittering around a little bit without us saying anything. It's just picking up background noise. Okay. So. Still Echo, guys? <laughs> the real Robert Adams fan. I'll plug it and plug it back in. Get the SD card. Get the SD card. Yeah. Wow, how many, like... <laughs> That's that's awesome. Turn it off, turn it on again. Well, mute it or unmute it. How about this? Yeah, do all the stuff. Ooh, complete silence. Gonna unplug it and then plug it back in. The frame rate's off. The frame rate. Yeah, luckily we don't have frame rate issues. Uh, you say that. Yeah. No, don't knock on there. That's really loud. It's also barely wood. Uh, so, do you have audio coming out? We don't have the audio coming Every computer and everything in here is completely muted, so. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any echo or, like, the the endless tunnel of sound going on here. We learned that one probably, like, day one when we would turn this on. Like, oh, I learned, that's gonna suck if that's what it's gonna sound like for two hours. I learned that for a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know if the audio's any better yet. Maybe this Much is... Better. Better. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Y'all just sound off again if uh, we have issues. <laughs> Catalyst Collective, sing us a song. 
That is awesome. You don't want me to sing, and he doesn't want me to sing. So. I do not. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, locally here in Austin, uh, we have gotten reports that uh, Alamo Draft House, Violet yep. Crown, and uh, specifically Cinemark, mm-hmm. which I guess started in Plano. I didn't know this until I read this article earlier. Fun. But all of them are refusing to open. Yeah. Just because they they don't believe it's safe. And especially something like Alamo Draft House that also serves food, uh, that means there's a lot more requirements on how to keep the theater clean and sanitized. Uh, they have to use like disposable uh, plasticware instead of like the normal silverware. Uh, so yeah they're choosing to stay closed which i i i me personally i think that's a good idea yeah uh i know we talked about we briefly mentioned i guess last week uh that georgia was opening up like pretty much everything like right away and we're like yeah that's crazy well no <laughs> that's now, a great idea now our governor's like yeah we like that idea too so uh not a huge fan of this idea i know a lot of uh retail stores restaurants and especially movie theaters are like yeah we're going to go ahead and stay closed because we don't want to be the reason why someone gets sick. Completely understand. Great. Look, if a, if a business can, that wait-and-see model right now is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. I understand that some businesses have to open, and if that's the case, I hope that they do their best at cleaning everything up and applying uh, as much safety procedures as possible. Like most businesses right now, including uh, our big grocery store, HEB, uh, the one nearby, you cannot come into the store without wearing a mask on your face. They will turn you away immediately. Well, the the cable store I work at requires a yeah. face mask to come in, which is funny because my physical store is outside of the jurisdiction that of the city of Austin that's currently requiring it. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of the people that come in like, "Well, we're you're not we're not in Austin, so therefore you don't have to require." Well, no, our <laughs> store requires it. That is essentially our home. We require it. So yeah, we're getting a lot of the most businesses require that. So you have a situation right now where uh, movie theaters are everywhere across the country, not just Texas are basically refusing to open for a while. Now, part of that is definitely for the safety of it. It, it makes sense. Things aren't safe right now. Let's not open yet. Uh, the other side of it is even if you open, there's nothing to show. All the movies yeah. have been pushed back. So you can you can open and you can try showing like older movies again. Which works for the Alamo Draft House because that's one of their major business models. It is, and you know they could probably work off of doing just a bunch of event screenings and stuff. But the problem is, is that most theaters would be operating at a loss at that point because yeah. a no one really feels safe enough yet. Out you know outside of the few people who are out there who are like still picketing and what have you and have been causing a stir a lot of people are probably not feeling too safe to go back out right now. In fact, I think there's been recent polls and stuff where most uh, most most people don't feel safe enough to go back out yet. And uh, what's, what's happening is that, you know, you're going to have movie theaters operating at a loss because... They open. They have they, overhead. They open. They have overhead. They have electric. They have, you know, in cases like Alamo, they have food they have to pay for. And there's nothing to show, so there's no reason for people to come in anyway. Well, that's one of those, like, I've always wondered, like, what happens, like, in a, in a normal uh, normal scenario. Yeah. When you go to a movie, uh, say you go to a movie that's still playing in the movie theater, but it's been there for, like, weeks, 
you go during the day in which most people are at work, you're the only person in that movie theater. They're still going to show the movie because you have to take into account how much how much does it cost the movie theater to show that movie for that hour and a half, two hours that it plays? Because, I mean, you still have lights, you still run a projector, you're still yeah. running all of this. You, in the case of Alamo Drafthouse, you still have to have at least the one waiter who's coming in like periodically to check on you to make sure you're okay. You don't need to refill your beer or anything. Yeah. How much is that cost worth compared to the one person who's coming in, who's paying like the $10, $12 for that ticket to sit there for two hours. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Now we're in a position where they can open, but they're definitely being forced to potentially take a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, the economics of that is just, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it is, unfortunately, in this case, like the state government saying, hey, yeah, you're free to do this without thinking, yeah, they're not going to want to. Yeah. And especially like we mentioned before, uh, last week in the case of movie theaters, you got the movie theaters don't want to open. You got people don't want to go to the movie theaters. And this, the studios don't want to send a movie to the movie theaters right now because they know all of that. Yeah, because they know no one's going to go to the theater anyway because everyone's still scared at home. And that's why the situation right now is most theaters, you don't see them opening until July when Tenet is still scheduled to release. And even at that point, we're like... If if Tenet stays at that release date and doesn't move like everything else has. Yeah, uh, in which case, if it does stay at that, automatically, hands down, Tenet is the biggest blockbuster of this summer. Sure. I mean, you still got... So at that point, you still have Wonder Woman opening in August. If Tenet moves, then you're not looking at theaters opening until August when Wonder Woman opens. Because most theaters are refusing to open without a major tentpole release, and it's because of those overhead costs. It's not going to be cost-effective for them to open without one of those in place. So that's a, that's kind of an interesting situation we're uh, looking at right now with, with theaters and what's what's going on. Again, this, this whole issue with the pandemic continually makes this very interesting and a very unprecedented time to keep watching over how the whole movie industry functions and works. So looking at our chat, um, I don't know what's going on with our, uh, our fans, fans. Yeah. but I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this. Uh, so Robert Adams fan, drinking game. Every time Chris swigs water, you drink. Every time Robert goes for his apple juice, this isn't apple juice. This is, <laughs> apple this is adult apple juice. <laughs> like I'm drinking apple juice. There's no apple in uh, you take two shots. Who's in? Here's the thing. I'm going to throw y'all for a loop. Why oh, he's got water, too. That's not water. That's vodka. Good Lord. That's alcohol poisoning immediately if that's vodka. <laughs> that's a big old glass. That's a load of vodka right there. Um, Is that a tentative release? Ha. Love it. Love a good pun game right there. We need sound effects. Yeah. Uh, I will work on that. I'm actually uh, looking into something like that. So we can put sound effects and other like little fun transitions to, in this. Need to get that one of them fun little soundboard thingamabobs. I, I, I am looking at getting us a soundboard. Uh, Cast Collector says, if I'm at a theater with loungers and the person next to me reclines with bare feet that stink, do I have the right to a refund or to have that person ejected? I guess that's up to the movie theater. I don't know. I've sat next to plenty of people who are uh, a little questionable in their hygiene, and I've not ever requested anything i didn't know i could so i don't know about that yeah uh yeah i know people who uh they just don't believe in uh santa claus or deodorant 
and it, it it it's not a fun movie going experience, especially if you're at like Alamo Draft House and you're trying to eat something or drink a beer and just relax and yeah, no. All right, oh. some of these uh, comments are are getting fun now, so yeah. we're gonna go ahead and uh, continue moving on from those and. Uh, so kind of some of these, honestly, some of the, uh, do we want to hit, the, let's hit that breaking, let's hit that breaking because it's along the same line as uh, movie theater chains. I do, but I want to point out, so this Catalyst Collective, anyone interested in some shares of movie pass? I know a guy. Here's the thing, we have a mutual friend who recommended for us to get shares of movie pass. And I wonder who that mutual friend is. And that completely just utterly failed, so. I also know a guy and I uh, would not seek out his advice on movie pass anymore. Yeah. Cows Collective. Um, anyway, so uh, I want to hit that uh, kind of that breaking news because it kind of falls in line with you know theaters and kind of some of the stances they're taking. AMC and this kind of just broke literally like a couple hours ago has made a really interesting stance against uh, Universal because Universal has come out with comments saying how successful their uh, their video on demand release of Trolls World Tour was and you know saying things along the lines of this this is like one of the new ways of being able to release movies and it's it's exciting it's exciting time I think they said something like the Trolls World Tour made more money in three weeks of video on demand than the first Trolls made in five months of being in the theater yeah like that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, a- AMC has come out and said, "Hey, that's cool. That's cool uh, stuff you're saying there, Universal. Guess what? We don't really want to play any of your movies anymore. If you're going to take that kind of stance about the video on demand and kind of completely shun the idea of the theatrical release, no, thank you. We don't want your movies here." Let's keep in mind, AMC is still the one that uh, last we read is like going for bankruptcy. AMC's in the position to make these hard plays. That's 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 some brutal game playing right there. That's not necessarily what we call a pro gamer move. <laughs> um, yeah, you. Uh, okay, so first of all, let's 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 back up for a second because AMC is probably the biggest, if not one of the biggest. It's like AMC or Regal. Yeah, one of the biggest chains in in the country, if not worldwide. So. They are the theater that has the momentum, has the uh, the chutzpah to be able to make have, that kind of a claim. They have the what? Just move on. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have the ability to make that kind of a claim because they are... I just want to make are... sure we can say that word on this channel. Shut up. <laughs> they have the ability to make that kind of a claim. Oh. Um, of all the theater chains. So uh, when it comes up to, against... Universal, though, it's like, do you really want to? Because right now you're saying you're uh, you're you're not gonna play Fast and Furious Nine. You're not gonna play the next Jurassic World movie. These movies that have made billions and billions of dollars at the box office and would have brought in a ton of money in concessions, and you're saying, no, we don't want your business here. Seems smart. Well, I mean, at that point, uh, and this kind of sounds like it's very reminiscent of the uh, Disney and Sony deal over Spider-Man. It really just comes down to who has the biggest cojones, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, uh, for all intents and purposes, it's a measuring cont- contest. I'm not saying what we're measuring, but there's some measurements going on. 
and uh, <laughs> it's like the Mary Poppins ruler. Just yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, you yeah, you you have that. You have that situation where it's like, who has the leverage in this case? Yeah, because you know we talk about leverage a lot, and the is the leverage more beyond behind Universal or is it behind AMC? Right now, I think it's actually a little bit more behind Universal because, yeah, AMC is going to be one of the largest theater chains, and if they don't choose to show uh, movies from Universal, yeah, Universal is going to take a loss because there's a lot of screens out there that aren't playing their movies. But if they make, you know, if they make four hundred million from a Fast and Furious movie instead of six hundred million. And I'm, you know, I'm just pulling numbers out of nowhere. These are not; these would not be the official numbers. I'm sure they'd be way higher. He's pulling numbers out of his chutzpah. Out of my chutzpah. Um, if they make 400 million instead of 600 million, Universal is going to take into account that hey, our movies weren't playing at AMC. We're going to wipe AMC off the board, and let's just look at the figures from that. We're still making a ton of money off this movie. We're doing okay. Uh, we're gonna. It's not. It's not really going to hurt. It might hurt Universal's bottom line a little bit, but it's not gonna hurt their ability to continue making movies and continue putting them out. AMC is not really doing a lot of damage to Universal in that case. Especially if you're familiar with how movie theaters get paid. Mm-hmm. Generally, um, and it completely depends on the studio and the movie. Uh, but for this example, I would say let's use uh, Fast and Furious 9 because yeah. that is a huge tentpole movie for Universal right now. Is that this movie's going to come out and say AMC Theaters, they're not going to make any money off the ticket sales. The, completely, they, they only make money off concessions. For probably the first, for that particular movie, it's probably going to be for the first month and a half, two months that it plays in an AMC theater. Yeah. So therefore... That's all universal money. Ticket sales for the first month and a half, two months, uh, AMC's all going to go directly to Universal. Uh, so AMC's not going to see any profit on that. They just will get profit off concessions. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, say, after that two months, then it, that percentage will drop down to, like, say, 75%. Universal will make 75 AMC will make 25 and then it just it completely it keeps dropping until the movie actually falls out of uh, the first run theaters yeah until it goes to second run theaters which I believe they make all the profit off those ticket sales at that point pretty much uh, so yeah that's that's potentially going to hurt AMC I would say more than it would hurt Universal. But at the same time, if you're looking at like box office numbers, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I do enjoy looking at, say, box office mojo, especially when it was the older box office mojo before they changed their layout to almost being completely unreadable. But tell us how you really feel. That was. Uh, okay. But like there, you could actually see how much movie, how much money did that movie make in that weekend, and how many screens did it play in front of. And, like, your big movies, I'm used to seeing it playing in front of, like, say, 4,000 screens or so. I think, like, Endgame, if, uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong if y'all want to, I don't, it's weird, but I think Endgame actually did hit the record for how many screens it played in front of. Um, and then Rise of Skywalker may have, uh, tempted that or touched upon it, got close to it, I don't know. But I think Endgame holds the record on the most amount of screens so far. Let me, uh, let's jump back into this in just a second. I want to shout this out because we have it up and we can. We have our first patron. 
Oh, really? At the $5 tier, we have AJ Lancaster. Awesome. Which means AJ Lancaster is our first official dude. Dude? Oh, yeah, because yeah, the $5 is the dude level. It's at yeah. the dude level. So he's That's... our first official dude. Or it's our first official dude arena. So by that case, I will say AJ Lancaster abides. AJ Lancaster abides, and he helps us abide. So thank you, Mr. AJ Lancaster, for your patronage. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, so again, we're gonna dive more into like how our Patreon is going to work uh, later on in -hmm. this. But I I will say now that we're we're bringing this up, uh, we do have uh, we haven't fully fleshed this out, but we do have an idea of uh, keeping track of like who's the like I guess the founding fathers of our patronage roca and dan well no not them that's oh, okay. that's schmodown okay uh but who are the ones who are here at the ground level the bottom floor as we start our patreon yeah so uh we do have plans of keeping track of who's on our patreon here at the ground level who's on first uh, what's on second i don't know who's on third oh third base anyways dated uh, references yeah no that's my favorite comedy bit of all time yeah, that's classic absolutely yeah, i i love classic. that bit but uh yeah so so that's that's a cool thing guys uh if if you jump in right now on the ground level we are keeping track of who you are yep. and your contribution where right you live now. and your social security number that's a little and, weird oh no we don't keep track of any of that it doesn't give us any of that information i'm out of apple juice anyway i'm gonna have to drink water nice this sucks so, uh, if you guys want to jump on the Patreon, it is Patreon. It is right there. We uh, again, we will talk about it here a little bit more in, in a little bit. But again, streamlabs.com/slash/cinefanatics. I want to remind you guys of that because we are taking questions and donations over there. If you have any, uh, once again, also if you're not comfortable with Streamlabs, super chat is possible as well. Uh, just drop those in. We will definitely be highlighting those throughout the rest of the show. So you know, if the hair keeps getting longer, I'm gonna start pointing, stop pointing up, and just let my hair do it. Like, so if y'all want to go to Patreon.com/slash/CineFanatics, my hair is pointing right directly at the. Yeah, there it's you right go. up there. And AJ Lancaster just canceled. Well, fantastic. Thank you, AJ Lancaster. It's nice having you for a little bit, AJ. And uh, thank you so for, glad. again, thank you so, for your patronage. Yeah, the appreciate fact that you went over there and appreciate it for, for that little bit. We'll get maybe five cents of that. I'm just kidding. He's, he's still there. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> Movie Fenobi, Adam's brother, are now AJ's personal entertainment conglomerate. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean. It's not wrong. <laughs> there, there's that still. But we, uh, there's a lot of conglomerates happening back behind. I mean, if you think about Patreon as like buying stock in a company, I mean, that's that's a way to look at it. So AJ Lancaster is bringing you the tagline tonight. <laughs> the tagline sponsored by, by AJ, AJ Lancaster. <laughs> See some of the fun you get to have when you're the first patron. Yeah, uh, especially in real time as we're constantly doing this. We're doing it live. Um, we're doing it live. Yeah, so as we were talking, uh, AMC versus Universal, not it's just not a it's just not a good battle for AMC right now. They don't mm-hmm. really have a whole lot of leg to stand on, I believe, in this in this battle, especially while they're sitting there talking about, oh, we're gonna go into bankruptcy and everything. Just just not the yeah. smartest. You don't hear Universal saying, Oh, we're gonna go into bankruptcy. No, Universal's fine. Oh no, yeah. So they're Disney. gonna be even better when Fast and Furious Nine comes out. Look, I'll even say this, like Disney whose parks are currently shut down, whose movies are not coming out, who really only are operating off of uh, Disney Plus right now and whatever else uh, 
they they uh, they have out in the works. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this wasn't on our list of movie news, but it, it is kind of uh, they're they're fine too. It, 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 it's kind of a an off the wall story. Did you hear about uh, the Disney heir? What she had to say about Disney? Uh, apparently, Abigail Disney, who I think her name's Abigail. It, it's been a couple of days since I read this, but uh, she is like the great great granddaughter of Walt Disney, something like that. Um, He's already had a great granddaughter. Uh, I think she. So there was Walt Disney, and then his son was Roy Disney. I think she is the granddaughter of Roy Disney. Interesting. If I remember the article I read, but anyway, so she came out. She doesn't you tell have, me you don't keep up with your. She doesn't have Disney family. No, she doesn't have. I, I don't keep track of the Walmart like collective either i mean that massive group but uh, uh apparently she came out uh because the uh, walt disney had laid off or furloughed a lot of uh employees i guess specifically from the parks yeah and so she came out just basically saying this is completely bs so uh, like yeah that's that's bad when you got like an actual heir of the disney empire uh, that's come out like, yeah, oh, that was a bad business decision. I just thought that was interesting. That's... I wonder, I wonder how how do you do that from a business standpoint when someone who is an uh, an heir of your namesake, the reason that you exist, when they have such a strong opinion, especially in this day day and age where you can easily get that opinion out, Twitter, boom, there, they, everyone knows. I mean, they they that person has the right to. It's not towing the company line whatsoever, but if your uh, great grandfather is the one who created the company, guess what? Going to do it anyway. Yeah, I mean she's got the name, so therefore Disney does something. Her name's involved. Hey, what? <laughs> Apparently, I forgot to tell my cat we're live streaming. Hey, we're live streaming. Cut it out. Uh, just real quick, we also just got an onslaught of some new patrons, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, hold back, guys. Thank you all for jumping on there. We will shout every single one of you out when we get to uh, talking about the Patreon. So uh, if you are sticking around till then, you'll get to hear us uh, shout you out and talk about all the fun stuff that you now get as a part of the Patreon. Uh, if you're going to come back later, please come back later because we're gonna we're going to mention you by name. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll mention everybody here in just a second. Is, wanna... it, is it a bunch of like Chris Adams and Robert Adams fans? No, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's real people. Um... <laughs> <laughs> They're real people too. They just have a weird choice of screen name. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't name myself Robert Adams if I had the choice. I mean, let me let me move into. Just <laughs> Speaking you of Universal, name, you, you wouldn't name Robert Adams either. Oh, we want to do that one next. Yeah, actually, I mean, it's a good segue. I guess we can. Yeah, uh, yeah speaking of Universal. Yeah, because the other one, I would say leave that for the top tier one. Yeah. The top tier uh, of the Patreon? No. Okay. Uh, speaking of Universal, I'll wait till take a drink after I say this. Uh, um, y'all can't take shots yet. Haha. Uh, yeah, so the Lego movie. News came out this week that Lego, the movie franchise, the franchise of the, uh, the hot-selling children's toy that we all grew up with, for decades and decades and decades. By the way, if y'all are wondering, that is actually the Lego version of us in the thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, I, we actually own, like, the little Lego figures of that. Uh, we did the uh, the review for the Lego, the Lego 2 movie. Yeah. And we actually did that with those Lego figures. I actually I animated that entire review 
where we're moving and whatnot. If y'all haven't seen that, go check that out because that was a lot of fun to put together. I know it's been a while since Lego 2's been out and you probably don't really care about someone's opinion or review of the movie, but just for, like, visual-wise... The poops was, and giggles. It was a lot of fun to put that together. So if y'all want to see more of our Lego selves, go check out our Lego 2 review. Yeah, it was interesting. But uh, apparently... Random, random plug. Apparently it's... Uh, Check out the iCard. I yeah. I'm just kidding. There's no iCard. Uh, apparently, it's jumping ship, though. The entire franchise is jumping ship from Warner Brothers over to Universal. Which really... Uh, the only thing I really question about this, and it's like, it's that's cool. It's moving from one big studio to another big studio. It's going to... It'll survive just fine over at a new studio. Um, I think they'll... I think Universal can even do a lot of fun new things with it that maybe Warner Brothers wasn't thinking about. Like keep the Lego movies out of AMC theaters? <laughs> keep the Lego movies out <laughs> of AMC theaters. Exactly. Um, but I think uh, the real question here and the one we want to pose is, what? What do you want? <laughs> oh, I haven't fed her tonight. That's what. Good job. <sighs> You didn't feed her before we went live. That's what, so, guys. Remember, when you have a cat and a live YouTube show, always take care of your cat feed before your, you take care of the live YouTube show. Feed your cat first. Always take care of the cat before you take care of yourself. That's what I just said. Exactly. <laughs> so she's like, now that you realize it, can you get off your butt and go feed me? Maybe, Should I go feed her? Because she's just going to continue to complain. Just a second. She'll be fine for a, a second more. Um. We'll, I'll head to the chat after we talk about this new story. Yeah. Um, so the real question here is not what at the cat. The real question here is what's going to happen to some of the licensing of the characters that have existed in a Lego movie prior to it moving over to Universal? A.K.A. what's going to happen to Lego Batman? Because that's the big one. So... I remember when we saw this news drop, and that was, uh, like, even I uh, tweeted out about that. Yeah. Uh, and I remember thinking that because there's, like, they did the Lego Batman movie, and there's a lot of Warner Brothers properties in involved in the Lego universe. But then I realized there's a lot of other ones in there that, uh, that aren't necessarily Warner Brothers properties. Yeah. Uh, I, I might be wrong on them, but like I remember the first Lego movie, there was like a Lego like Gandalf, mm -hmm. Lego Michelangelo. I don't know. I don't, I'm not 100% certain if like, especially at the time that movie came out, if these were properties owned by Warner Brothers. Who had the controlling rights to uh, Lord of the Rings and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Or were you talking about the painter? No. Wait, the painter? <laughs> What, Leonardo da Vinci? Sure. I think actually he was in that too. Or no, you're talking about... my. Uh, yeah, for Michael... No, Michelangelo the Ninja Turtle was in there. I think Leonardo da Vinci... Yeah, I know, it's so confusing. This is what but I But Leonardo da Vinci I sh actually think was in the first Lego movie as well. Uh, yeah, I think they made the joke of the painters versus the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know who has the rights to that. And the other thing is, is the Lego movies are a comedy. Yeah. It may fall under parody. So you, Possible. you could have rights to those characters as long as you use them like in a small amount of time and it, you're, you're clearly using it in a parody version. 
I mean, kind of like Weird Al Yankovic songs where he's basically parodying, but therefore he can copy. He does still, like, I know he still asks the original artist for permission, but he doesn't have to. Right. Even So that's why Coolio was like, no, you can't do Amish Paradise, but he still did it anyways. Yeah, at least gave a, a, a good, good feeling <laughs> give there. Give a heads up there. Give a heads up. Hey, I'm going to do this. Now, regardless of what YouTube says, because no matter if you're doing anything for parody on YouTube, it's still a copyright strike. So Yeah. Go figure. Hey, calm down. We're gonna get struck. Yeah. Um. So one of the one of the big things and one of the uh, one of the things that makes me uh, question this though is because you know again the Lego Movie was Warner Brothers, but the first one featured Star Wars characters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You had Han Solo, Lando. You had C three PO. You had Chewbacca. When did that come out? That came out several years ago. Twenty fourteen, I believe. Yeah, it came out a while ago. Movie release dates. Right. Uh so I mean you had you had I believe it was Billy D. Williams was uh doing his own was doing the voice of Lando. You had Anthony Daniels doing the voice of C three PO. Yeah. They they actually casted them to do the voices in of their Lego characters in the movie. So licensing how does licensing with Lego work? Because I think Lego has a different has it has a different form of licensing than most other movies and their use of characters goes. Uh, so, uh, for example, real quick, the the little Lego figures that we had in, of our of ourselves from the thumbnail, we actually have a like a little bricks and minifigs store that's like down the road from us here. Mm-hmm. Um, that we spent like hours like combing through all the random like Lego pieces, basically trying to piece our Lego selves together. Uh, but they also sell like the actual Lego versions of like these licensed characters. So yeah. they did have like the DC, the Marvel, the Lord of the Rings, all these Lego characters. They had like in a glass case, and they're absolutely gorgeous. And I'm not even a huge Lego fan, the but Lego characters are gorgeous. Yeah, it, well, I mean, when you get like a massive amount of Lego characters like that all in one like little central location, I don't care what it is you're collecting. You get, like, say, Hummel figures. You get a bunch of Hummel figures all together. It looks impressive. It looks cool. Most of y'all probably don't know what Hummel figures are. Thanks, Mom. Uh, but uh, she collected Hummel figures, right? Sure. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so For the purpose of this conversation, yes. Yeah. Way to play into that and then call it out. Uh, but that's what I'm wondering is Lego is a property of, of itself. Mm-hmm. Lego pays, say, Marvel to license its characters to be able to make the Lego Lego Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah. Does, does the Lego property itself hold that license when it transfers it to a different medium? And I'm going straight into almost quoting uh, Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, which I know you're not you're not this familiar with, uh, but. The whole point of Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back is the characters of Jane Silent Bob are trying to get to Hollywood to stop a movie, Blunt Man and Chronic, that's being made of their likeness. The unfortunate side is the comic book creators, uh, Banky and Holden, mm-hmm. did not pay Jane Silent Bob for their likeness rights to translate from a comic book that they created to a movie. In which case, you do have to pay that, that licensing right for it to change. Um, so I'm wondering if that's the same with Lego. The only reason I question it is because one Lego is a real life company and it's a massively huge company with a lot of licenses. Do they um, automatically option that license? Like, Hey, 
if we're going to make Marvel characters, you also have to sign off on the fact that we may at some point put, put these Marvel characters into a movie yeah. or a video game or some other kind of medium besides just plastic action figures. And they can put them in everything because Lego does have play sets. They have you know, comics. They have video games. They have movies. They have all sorts of stuff. And so they are they are now a multimedia company, not just a little plastic toy company as they once were. So yeah, you have you might have different rules for say Lego than you do for a lot of a lot of other media companies and how they how they operate and use different characters from different companies. Only because they have that license potentially from the get go. Again, it just completely depends on how the contract on that is signed. So the question is, are we gonna see Lego Batman now that it's moving over to Universal? Maybe. But what we will see is Lego Dominic Toretto drinking a Lego Corona. Do you almost say Lego Dominic Totino? Totino? Uh, you know, Totino's pizza. Here's the thing. Again, I haven't had the ability to taste for like the past like two plus weeks or so. So Totino's pizza sounds fantastic, actually. Yeah, I know how to cook. I can cook really good things. I, my steak skills are, are fantastic. But, but I'm, I'm down, down for a Totino's, Totino's pizza. pizza, especially if you dip it in some like some really crappy like Hidden Valley Ranch. I am down. Get you a man who can both steak and Totino pizza. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of eating food, go feed your cat. Yeah, I'm gonna jump was. in. I'm gonna jump into the chat here, right, 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 right here. I will go feed the cat if she won't shut the hell up. <laughs> nice. Uh, jumping back into the chat here, guys. Uh, I see a lot of y'all are talking about. Because there's a combination of both Lego and cats happening right now. Lego cats. Gonna be better than regular cats, because good lord, that movie was awful. Um, Pull them up. Yeah, I like AJ here says, I'm not gonna be satisfied until Dame Judy Dench dresses up as a Lego cat. You know what? Honestly, I probably won't be satisfied until that either. Uh, I think that's a great suggestion, and I don't... Honestly, I, I want to see it, and I don't. Are they gonna show her Lego butthole? There's no such thing as a Lego butthole, <laughs> to my knowledge. I, you know, maybe somewhere, <laughs> maybe somewhere on the internet. I'm not saying go search that. Please don't, because I, I don't want to know anything about it. <laughs> um, Ooh, God, we need a new table, table y'all. Well, you just need to not hit it every time you sit down. I'm a big guy. I hit tables. Don't That's... be a big guy. <laughs> uh movie Fenobi says your mic just slowly gets out of phase to the echo so that's that's something to keep in mind is that your mic is slowly moving into echo territory and here's the thing we've used this, this my mic that i'm currently using is the one that we've had for like over a year now kelsey please don't please don't send me links for the love of all things good and holy please do not send me links I will delete every single thing that is sent to me immediately. Send him links. No. Uh, no. So, yeah, my microphone is the one that we've been using for a while. So, like, we've taken this uh, when we were filming stuff in uh, at the Houston Schmodown event last year. Sorry, I brought that up, guys. I know that stings for some of y'all. What's wrong with you? I know. What's the matter with you? But, uh, I'm doing the show by myself now. Like, like... I brought we brought this microphone with us. It's traveled with us to LA a couple of times because we filmed stuff in LA. 
Sure. Yeah, we, we did, did film, like, like some Schmodown reactions in hotel rooms in L.A. Yep. And the microphone came with us. So it might just be the microphone needs... I might just need to replace the cord. The cord's probably got to shorten it. But anyways, that's not really entertaining or fascinating, so let's just move on from that. Uh, so they, they're still wanting to send links. I just want to be clear about something. Uh, Bagel Boy says, please don't call me Bagel Boy, and everybody wants to continue calling him Bagel Boy. Uh... That's not this situation. Do not send us links. We'll ban you from everything. We'll ban you from Patreon. If you send me links, I am not taking your money. You can you can you can have your own opinion about that. That's my opinion. I do not want links. Anyways, I have redone my microphone again hopefully that sounds better yeah again let me know if there's any echo on my microphone if not we might need to uh retweak your microphone a little bit yeah at some point somehow or i'll just buy a much better microphone i'm usually a big fan these are the was it the blue uh blue yeti the yeti the yeti and i've been a fan of the the sound Look, quality the of these are blue. Yeah. yeah well uh <laughs> links up ready to go thanks paul pld anyway uh i like these microphones the sound quality out of them have been fantastic but apparently i found a flaw with them yeah so um how's the how the mic sound the mic sound pretty good now um i could unmute the video and find out ourselves but then there'd be a slight now you sound great again cool Yep, so just basically ju just let me know the second you hear an echo, and that's what I'm going to have to do for right now. I wonder if it's the problem with the cord. That's what I'm thinking. Typically on most electronic equipment, it's the cord that has the short first rather than the physical thing itself. Yep. Yeah, Danny, these are your mods too. You know, they're the ones that we uh, need right now, and... The ones that we don't deserve. I don't even know. Yeah. Especially when, I don't know. If they're so, guys, the Academy is uh, doing some things. <laughs> yeah, the Academy is changing things up here. The Academy is uh, moving some stuff around. Let me uh, let me actually bring up this article because there's a lot of interesting stuff happening here with which uh, there is. Oh, God, I have a message. Oh, never mind. Um <laughs> There's a lot of stuff with which is happening in regards to both how movies are being uh, are having to be forced to come out right now, and uh, just the the sound the sound categories. <clears throat> Speaking of sound categories, do not use these microphones. Apparently, they echo. Movie Fenobi is making the joke I was wanting to make. Make Robert's mic great again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like it. <laughs> So uh, I'll, I'll bring this up. So Jeff Snyder uh, wrote this over on the Collider.com side that there are some uh, rules and of eligibility and stuff that the Academy is actually relaxing for uh, this for this go around. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's fine. I mean, you look at the situation, we're in an unprecedented time, so that means some unprecedented changes need to occur. Um, and I'll just kind of read what he wrote a little bit here. Um, he's saying that movies that debut on video on demand and streaming services are now going to be eligible for the Academy Awards so long as they were scheduled for a theatrical release at one point. So you're looking at a situation where Trolls World Tour 
is effectively eligible for, say, the best animation, the best animated picture uh, category. Whereas, and as he uh, brought up as an example, HBO's uh, drama Bad Education starring Hugh Jackman is not because that movie was never scheduled for a theatrical release. It was always just planned to be on HBO. Yeah. So uh, what you have is movies that were supposed to come out in theaters, but they decided to go ahead and push them towards uh, video on demand. Those are going to be eligible for for uh, for for the categories that they would be eligible for in the in the Academy Awards. Um, I believe also it looks like that they have to also have a seven day run. If I'm reading that correctly, they also have to have a seven day run in theaters once the theaters open back up. And that's going to be the ones that are like Academy sponsored or what have you type theaters. So in the big cities. Yeah. And what I read earlier, like, cause I went and I went to the Academy's website to actually read the official Academy details of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't sound like it has to have that seven day run, but what they are doing is once theaters do open back up for those movies that are playing in theaters, instead of going straight video on demand, yeah. Uh, they, the original, the, the rule was that it has to play in a theater specifically in Los Angeles County Mm -hmm. for at least seven days for it to qualify for the Academy. Yeah. What they're loosening up on that is now that they have a list of other cities and places it can play like New York or the Bay area. Yeah. So movies, once movie theaters do open back up this year, they're allowed to play outside of L.A. just in case it might be a movie that, due to financial restrictions because of what's going on this year, mm-hmm. it may not be able to get a showing for seven days in Los Angeles County. Yeah. It may be better for movie studios to just pump a copy out to, like, say, New York and have it play New York City for seven days. Therefore, it still would get that qualification, which, if there wasn't a pandemic it potentially still would have played at least in Los Angeles County, yep. if not country, worldwide, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting that, I mean, first of all, it's, it's taking a pandemic, a worldwide sickness, essentially, to even uh, start getting the Academy to think about the idea of maybe some of these movies that are released just on the video on demand should be considered still for, for an award. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Tr- uh, Trolls world tour is not going to be, uh, it's not going to win. It's anything. not going to be best picture material. No, but I mean, it potentially could be up there for like best animated, maybe best song. It's, it's definitely going to be up there. I mean, you got best animated. It's going to right now it's competition is probably going to at least be Scoob. Because Scoob is going to be released directly onto video on demand and all that too. Like Zoic Scoob. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you have that. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's going to go up against say Soul still releases this year later on this year. It's going to go up against Pixar. At least probably two Pixar movies, maybe. That's yeah okay, but so is Trolls going to want to be in that category? I don't know. That's kind of a that's kind of a side topic, but that's the thing. Like, if Soul is going to be the winner for Pixar, that at least Pixar seemingly is making it look like, you might not even want to bother it. The amount of money it would cost the studio to get it a to put 
trolls in the in a theater for those seven days, it might not be worth it if a movie like Soul is going to come out and just yeah. completely trample the competition anyways. Yeah. So why bother at this point? Why bother spending that extra money? Yeah. It makes sense if there wasn't a pandemic. So therefore you have an entire year for people to appreciate your movie. But I think the question comes back to something that we've posed at the beginning when we started, when we, when we talked about this before, which is, does this actually give way for some of these smaller pictures to actually have the opportunity to be recognized for Academy in a different way than they, than otherwise they would have before the, a lot of the smaller independent fare that's, that's getting some recognition, say through uh, drive-through theaters that are still open right now. Drive through, drive in, drive in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> just drive on through. Hey, look, there's a movie. There's Keep a movie going. right there. Keep right, on there going. It goes. I yeah. could watch it at home. Um, yeah, yeah. drive in theaters right now that are still open are playing some of these more independent movies because that's that's what the studios are releasing right now. Uh, some studios are. So, you know, are we getting more of an opportunity for maybe those to be highlighted? I don't know. Potentially, but unfortunately, most of the movies that are playing in drive through are your movies that have already been out for a while. They're not going to qualify for anything. Yeah. So uh, on the other end of the uh, rules and everything at the Academy is, is uh, messing around with, they're looking at consolidating the sound editing and sound mixing categories into one category, which is just best sound. And the, in some cases that makes sense because you have situations a lot of times where it is the same movie winning both categories. And your general like uh, layman is not going to know what's the difference between sound editing and sound mixing. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Like, cool. And it, it actually has been – I would say, like, me personally, I really haven't known the difference between sound editing and sound mixing. I make videos for YouTube. I, I adjust sound quality and levels and stuff. I don't know the difference between a movie's sound mixing and sound editing. And that's why his mic doesn't work, everybody. There we go. There's a good, reasonable explanation right there. <laughs> but uh, you were waiting to trample on that one, huh? Nope. just came to me because <laughs> I'm good at improv. Good job. Uh, but – even I'm like, okay, well, so that movie had some really good sound. I heard things. Yeah. But it, it, it doesn't make sense. Now, I know you have your your people who either work in the industry or maybe you, even your audiophiles who are going to be like, no, you need to keep those separate because mixing the sound and editing sound is two completely different monsters. Those yeah. need to be recognized on different levels. And I'm willing to bet we're going to hear something about this at some point. Uh, because this news just broke, what, today about the Academy? Yeah, so uh, that article I see was written up uh, by Snyder today. So Was Snyder the one who broke that? Um believe so. Uh, correct, feel Snyder, free to correct me if I'm wrong. Snyder's but... always, always got like the best like inside scoops on stuff like this. It's like he's called the In-Snyder or something. The In-Snyder, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, my, what, I'm, what I'm questioning is... Are we going to have a situation where because they're consolidating two categories, is the amount of nominations going to go up for that? So I believe they said that's going to change the the nominations right now is at 24. This would change it down to 23. Well, categories, that's televised categories. We're talking about the nominations for that specific category. Are you looking at a situation oh. where both sound editing and sound mixing might have had five nominations each? Okay, now this category is now going to consist of 10 nominations just in case there's some other movies that could have gotten in there if there wasn't a movie taking up both categories already anyway. Uh, especially, like, is there, again... 
completely clueless on editing versus mixing, but what happens to one movie that had really good mixing but really terrible editing? It's going to get a nomination in a very general best sound category. Mm -hmm. They did something right with the sound. Whether it was the mixing or the editing, it doesn't matter. They did something award-worthy with the sound. Therefore, they are nominated. Yeah. And so uh, that, that just plays back into the same thing where I'm saying, like, hey, let's just raise the nomination categories for or uh, amount of nominations for almost all of these categories because there's consistently every year way more people that do need to be highlighted than who do get it. And I understand that for some people's arguments that kind of waters down the award. If, if everybody can be nominated for it, does it really have as much value? You're still not nominating everybody. You're yeah. You're nowhere <laughs> near like even best picture uh, for the past. Like what is, has it been almost like 10 years since they expanded that? Almost. Something like that. It's been a while. Uh, they expanded it to allowing 10. Now, the thing is, is pretty much every year they haven't actually done 10. There's been movies that should have been. Uh, last year, great example. I, I, Me personally, I think you probably agree. And I would assume most of the general public would agree. Avengers Endgame probably should have been nominated for a Best Picture. <laughs> it wasn't going to win. No, but it's, it's not the Academy's movie to win ever. N- but it definitely mm-hmm. should have been nominated. Now the thing is, is you go back to uh, you have to look at narrative achievement, technical achievement. You have to look at all the achievement. But that movie I mean, should have been nominated. You go back. Uh, Black Panther was <laughs> nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win. Yeah, but it was nominated as well. So it's not outside the realm of possibility for a popular blockbuster and or a comic book based movie to be nominated for Best Picture, and. I definitely, I definitely think that Avengers Endgame should have been in, been in there. Not only was it a good movie, it was our number one pick for the entire year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're like the most influential, <laughs> inspiring. Do what we say. We have one thousand two hundred some odd subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. So speaking of which, if there's a lot of new people in our chat, if you're not subscribed to us, make sure you hit that subscribe, hit that bell, let let you know when we're gonna upload new videos. Once we actually do, whenever there's movies to talk about again. Yeah, uh, but most engaging sound award goes to Robert Adams. Mike, I absolutely agree. So good job. So what what's happening here is that you have this this consolidation of two categories, and it's moving the amount of categories that uh, the Academy is presenting from 24 down to 23. Now, I can see how that saves them time in the show if they don't replace with another category, but which there is a lot of talks of they need to replace with a stunt best stunt category. Exactly. I don't believe they are looking at doing this year, and understandably, there's just so much happening this year already at this point that it's... Let's let's wait. Let's hold off on that one. Let's do that next year when we're not having to contend with the current issue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yes, PLD, hit that thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up. Slap that slap that like button and the hit the sub, sub like subscribe. Like, subscribe, submit questions to streamlabs.com/slash cinefanax. Make sure you join the Patreon. Anyways, as you were saying. Yeah. So. Um, it's the weirdness of being a YouTuber. They're also, and this is kind of like a minor minor thing as compared to everything else, they're also getting rid of the uh, DVD screeners for the Academy. They are moving strictly to uh, their own streaming. The Academy is doing its own like private streaming service for the Academy members only, in which case these, these movies will be available to stream for Academy members. 
to watch and then vote on. Which I'm wondering if, if that's going to potentially cut down on the amount of piracy. Cause here's here's the thing. Every year when the Oscars come out, these these DVD screeners go out. Yeah. Um, the piracy of these movies runs rampant. Yo ho, yo ho. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of these movies for some reason. Like you would think, these are sent to people who appreciate movies, who respect the movies. But for some reason, that always manages to fall into the hands of someone who's going to copy it and then upload it onto the internet. And you can tell because those movies always have, like, this is a screener copy or for your consideration uh, watermark throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if, like, if it will cut down on the amount that that's going to happen. Now, the thing is, is, like, if, if something is made a digital product... I'm almost certain it can be grabbed at some point, somehow, some way. Just not by your common person, like say a DVD. You know, ripping off a DVD might have been able to. Yeah, uh, which ripping off a DVD. I mean, that's the, and that was the problem with those is they sent out DVD screeners. Yeah. Any idiot could rip off a DVD now. I mean, it's you put a DVD in the thing, just hit go. And well, jokes on you. I'm not any idiot. Yeah, but I mean, you also own an iMac that doesn't have a CD or DVD player attached to it. Same as the iMac I'm using to run this current live stream. There is no CD, DVD player on on these computers. In fact, a lot of computers are doing away with it. I think I have a PC also that doesn't have a CD or DVD drive. So they're all getting away from that physical media issue. Yeah, but again, what I'm wondering is if something is made digitally, is it possible that that digital copy can be grabbed and then released that way as well? Yeah. How much of the piracy is this actually going to curb? Yep. So, yeah, it's a lot of interesting stuff that the Academy is doing. Um, we're seeing every year now the Academy is coming out with something to try to like. I don't know if it's just keep up with the times or keep up with all the changes or try to continue to make sure that they get the uh, ratings that they that they need to hit every single year a lot of a lot of interesting stuff i mean they've gone two years now without a host it's it's worked out for them surprisingly sort of but i mean i do miss a I do miss a good host but i also like the comedy bits that they have come up with they haven't had a host but i still feel like every time that they announce hey we're not going to have a host again this year I feel like that all that is constantly like going to be a callback to the kevin hart issue that they had yeah and which that was a huge fiasco that should have never happened and i think that every time they say there's no host i think that puts the academy kind of like in a a little bit of a negative light a negative opinion so It, it it's one of those things where they have a happy accident essentially yeah unfortunately but, uh, no, I do miss a good host uh, on that show, so maybe maybe they'll try it again someday. Get but... Billy Crystal back. I like a good old classic Billy Crystal hosting the I like, Oscars. I like, a, I, like a solid, I like a solid crystal. Solid crystal. A nice solid crystal host, How about hosting. Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman was good. I like a huge jacked man, too. Ew. Don't ever say that, like, in I'm talking public. about Hugh Jackman. No, oh, okay. What's wrong with you? Um, let's, uh, here, look at, look at some of these, uh, some of these little chats here. I'm feeling it, guys. I'm feeling it. I've been uh, I've been sick all week, and I'm I'm almost ready for bed. I'm feeling it too, but I have a feeling when I say I'm feeling it, it doesn't you're feeling mean something the same different. Thing. You're feeling something different. It means something completely different. Uh, movie Fenobi is taking off. 
says good night everybody uh one thing that's interesting is that superhero movies always get the oversaturation argument so now we're almost getting a forced break i think that's good for the genre uh that is that's an interesting point because you have a situation where wonder woman which was supposed to come out earlier is now coming out in august and black widow got forced to november then forced all of marvel's Marvel's. schedule back they all just jumped uh which is flipping around and playing around too still um and for those of you who uh haven't checked out yet uh go over to dan merle's channel he's still doing charting over there he actually brought up a very interesting uh very interesting set of numbers which is the amount of time what is the greatest amount of time between marvel big marvel cinematic universe uh releases and the right now between spider-man far from home and black widow is the second largest uh, gap second largest gap the first one being when uh incredible hulk versus through uh iron man 2 came out because yeah. it was almost like a year to a year and a half before iron man 2 came out and continued the universe anyway so yeah movie Fenobi's taking off uh yeah uh have a great evening Movie Fenobi, thank you for joining us in the chat. I saw that you jumped on the Patreon also, so thank you so much for doing ah, that. Yes. And come back later. I'm sure we will mention you again when we uh, talk about the Patreon here in a minute. Yep. So, a lot of, a lot of good chats here. I'm, I'm so happy that we have like an active, engaged audience here. Thank, thankful for all you guys jumping in here. Uh, it looks like our fans might have, might have disappeared. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they just switched back to their regular uh, profile names. Yeah, dang it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jake and Paul. Oh, those jokesters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we can jump into... Uh, we want to jump into the page. Yeah, let's jump into the Patreon. Uh, Schmodown. Let's, let's, let's cover some Schmodown real quick. You so, know what? On this channel, we fly by the seat of our pants and... You're That's not, about the extent I, I want to take that. I told you you're not allowed to show the seat of your pants on this live stream. That's about the extent I want to take that analogy. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, because, uh, like, I, I've been, again, touching upon our personal sickness. I've been doing a little bit better. Uh, but mostly because, unfortunately, I passed whatever I had on to him. Thank you for that, by the way. I don't know if I've ever actually given you gratitude for that. I thank you because I get to take the entire week off and not do any work at all, and it's been great not earning money. You're oh so welcome. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately he hasn't been able to work this week. So yeah, uh, rent's gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, anyways, because he's had to unfortunately take some time off, uh, we weren't able. Yeah, so rent's gonna be fun, guys. Jump on that Patreon and uh, the Streamlabs. It's, it's not what I meant, but oh, cool. Yeah. I- that's a nice little segue, I guess. Um, again, if you have any questions, there's Streamlabs, there's Super Chat, there's Patreon. Yeah, Keep our studio lights on and me in a bed. Keep the studio lights on? I just bought these new lights, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, let us know what y'all think. We got new lights here, so hopefully this looks a lot better. I, I mean, the screen that we're looking at looks on crisper. my computer over here looks pretty good. Looks crisper. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really happy with these lights. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately we weren't able to do a reaction to, what was it, Claudia Dolph versus the Warfather? Yeah, we uh, missed that one because we were not, well, you were coming out of something and I was going into something. Uh, which, yeah, that's what she says. Um, anyway, so... This isn't called action. We don't do that here. <laughs> um, uh... 
we did watch that episode. Unfortunately, we weren't able to film a reaction to it. But uh, like, I had a perfect score the entire time playing along. So, yeah, I'm I'm awesome. Uh, oh no, I did miss some, didn't I? Just a few. Oh, never mind then. Completely ignore everything I just said. Uh, so. <laughs> We are going to give you our thoughts to this match right now, just because uh, we didn't do that full reaction, so we that still want to... Chandru cutscene was amazing. Yeah, we want to get something out there. Uh, real quick, for anyone who's still new to this and does not know what the Schmodown is, it's basically if movie trivia met the, the fun, the theatrics of wrestling... You know, you have factions, you have rivalries, you have all that stuff with the rankings of, like, UFC. It's basically taking movie trivia and making it a sport yeah. with with theatrical side to it, too. Yep. It's a lot of fun. It is definitely worth checking out. Go over to the Schmodown Entertainment Network. Uh, just watch a couple of those. Get hooked like we did, and uh, you'll you'll thank us later. Um, it's, it's easy to play along with. If, if you have... If you are a fan of movies in any shape or form... Go check out a match. Go watch it. Play along with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's definitely easy, I would say, to get hooked into because you're going to be like, oh, I know the answer to this. Let me continue watching these people play and let me see if I can beat the ones who are playing. It, it's fantastic to watch the play along As with. As people who don't watch sports, play sports, it is our sports. Especially because there are no sports right now. Also, there's no sports right now. So, great to play along with. Um, yeah, and they've got some fun matches right now over on their Patreon, too. So if you get hooked, jump on their Patreon also and uh, watch some of those fun new exhibitions that they're releasing over there. But, yeah, this one this one's, uh, was an interesting one because, first of all, yeah, let's talk about that cutscene at the beginning. You have the face-off between Chandru and Smets. Smets currently holding the belt for all the inner geekdom, and uh, Chandru kind of feeling himself a little bit. That's an actual term. Don't give me that look. Just keep up with keep up with what the kids are saying nowadays. Jeez, old man. Phrasing. No, keep up with what the kids are saying. He was not flossing. Not everything is a phrase. Anyway, Changer wants that belt. Yeah, Changer wants that belt so he can uh, hold his pants up. I don't know. Flo yeah. So can floss with it. Either way, Chandru was uh, having some fun in the face of Smith, being his normal uh, happy-go-lucky, plucky self. And uh, and I'm sure, unlike Star Lord, he knows what that word means. And now, here's the behind the scenes. We have talked to Chandru multiple times uh, in the studio at events. We love Chandru. Chandru is honestly who he comes across as on camera. Yeah, absolutely. Now there's this talk of the real Chandru, which we have yet to experience. The real Chandru. We've gotten bits and pieces of. I think uh, the likes of Brandon, the Hitman, Hotman, Hannah, and nicely said. Yeah, and now Smets are kind of bringing out some of these uh, true colors, so to speak, in in Chandru's personality. I see your true. Please colors. stop. Good lord. Coming no. Through. Stop. God. Um. <laughs> So yeah, we might be seeing the uh, the true heel nature of Han Andrew. That's a mixture of Brandon, Hannah, and Chandru, guys. Andrew, we just we just invented something. Here. Andrew, I think that sounds like something we should not be talking about on, on just, our channel. I think we just invented something here. Hashtag Andrew. Can somebody please do some fan art somewhere of a mixture between? Brandon I don't want to see that fan up. art. <laughs> Someone do a mixture of Brandon, Hannah, and Chandru. 
I want to see what this this fan art of the two of them mashed together looks like. I don't. Stop taking it in that direction. Good lord, that's annoying. I'm gonna give you crap for that. No, I want to see Chandru in a suit. That's where that goes to. Okay. Never mind. Good lord. <laughs> it's bad enough I'm feeling sick right now. I have to deal with your dumb frick. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I liked I liked this because you got that little glimpse of Chan Drew saying, I'm going to get that belt from you. And Smet's like, aha, ah, there it is, there it is. So what does that mean for their match that's coming down the road that we should have seen in Houston? Unfortunately, we don't get to, but... Well, now you bring it up and everything's well, okay. Hey, you already brought it up, so... Anyway, uh... Feel free to chime in about that match, because that's going to be great. That was a good match. Now, uh... That was a good match? We haven't seen that match. I'm talking about changing... God, oh, Lord. No, I mean the Claudia Dolph versus Warfather. Yes, now we can move uh, on to that, I guess. This was the first time we saw the Warfather on his own. Uh, so previously, we had only seen him, like, in a inner geekdom. It was, like, a three-way. Uh, before that was the cutscene with him talking to Lady Fife. About, particip- about participating in the inner geekdom. There was something special about that episode, too. I can't remember. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was the same episode that I was playing in. So, uh, yeah, we have a... Unfortunately, I would say, at least me, I have a special connection to the Warfather there in that we both debuted in the same episode. And Warfather doesn't even know it. Well, no, he does. We talked to him at the... Uh, Oh, that's right. We talked to him at the awards draft that's and right. like, hey, you and I were in the same debuted in the same Schmodown episode, so And he went, Huzzah! Yeah, he Brother did in arms. He actually did, which was kind of funny. And he actually talks like that all the time. In real life. It, there's there is no real personality to the Warfather. The Warfather is the real personality. If you yeah. look at his Twitter handle, it was it's Eric Eric W Barnes, right? That's not no Warfather. The Warfather is the real person. That's what it's, the W stands for. Yeah, it's Eric Warfather Barnes. Yeah, he just chose a random name to put around the Warfather because Twitter required that. I guess I just made up a bunch of stuff. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, I thought that was a interesting match though because for all intents and purposes, Claudia Dolph, who's been talked up by uh, Christian and and company, been a friend of them. It's been talked up. Should have effectively won that match because she did have Warfather kind of dead to rights there at the end. Especially how many times she's been passed around between the factions. She yeah. got traded like what twice before she even played. She got drafted, I believe, by Kaiser, then got traded over to the Droogs, and then got traded from the Droogs for Bonnie for some reason over to Corruption. Which I would actually like to see a Claudia Dolph versus Bonnie Somerville at this point. Just let's make, let's see if that was actually a good decision. Yeah, so... Even though Bonnie's actually also already been traded, so... Yeah, so we look at a match where Claudia probably should have won that one. <laughs> Speaking of corruption, did you see the uh, that video Shannon's... that Shannon did? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's... Shannon, if she didn't have Heel of the Year at the draft by splitting up the Wild Berries... She does. She has Heel of the Year now. Yeah. Because that was amazing. I'm not sure just the one song would have done. I think she's just flat out sealed because of the Wildberry split up. But by the end of the year, I'm hoping for an entire album of Shannon Barney's like greatest hits of being a heel. Yeah. So 
I don't care if corruption actually ever wins during this year. I just I'm down for yeah. that. I think I think Shannon cares. <laughs> um, in that match though, you know Claudia should have won, but Warfather did, and that's that. You know you you know having being the Warfather, you have to be pretty uh, jolly. Would that be the word he would use? Jovial, jovial, quite jovial. Huzzah! Uh, to have won that match. Um, especially when you were on track to lose it. And this is his first match outside of Inner Geekdom, which we've only oh, seen him in right. Inner Geekdom. So this is his first foray into singles. And so we've gotten to see a little bit of how he plays in singles. Uh, on the flip side, if you're Robert Meyer Burnett... You're feeling pretty good right about now. You're also feeling good because you've won your third match in a row. Even though you completely forgot to draft the set of fanatics to your team. Even though one of us took your team, the family, to round three and did not end in a KO or TKO. Good and then job. he proceeded to ask what we can offer to his team. What can we offer to your team? Someone who was affected by the studio lights took your team to round three. What can we offer your team? <laughs> Whatever. I've been watching the Schmodown since... Pretty much his debut, and we can't offer anything. We don't know how the game is played. Whatever. Anyway, that guy, that guy aside, he's he's winning some matches, so good for him, I guess. You know, he's, the the Droogs aren't last in the standings right now. Luck still plays a part in this, I guess. I mean, he's he, look to his credit, he's got a good team with Deep Thirteen and a fantastic jacket. He's got Ethan Irwin, which Ethan Irwin is a good player. But, you know, outside of that, yep, there you have it. Anyways, not personal at all whatsoever. So we got some uh, fun stuff still looking forward to in the Schmodown here. I know we're, uh, we got a few more weeks left of studio matches before, before those run out. And then we uh, turn to just the exhibition matches that are popping up on the Patreon. So, so speaking of Patreon, if you're not a, if you're following the Schmodown, if you're one of the people watching us right now uh, that knows what the Schmodown is already, go hop on their Patreon. These exhibition matches is what's keeping them alive for this season, which is, again, the new era. That's, I would say, more important now than ever. Um, yeah, good job. Don't litter, guys. And, yeah, it's it's what's going to keep them alive. Go hop on the Patreon. Watch these exhibition matches. They're going to be good. I know uh, for a fact we have the Back to the Future exhibition matches coming up. That it, One of the players is going to be Brad Gilmore, who is on our season opener reaction. We actually drove out to Houston to meet up with him at Booker T's Arena. And he did the reaction to, was it the New York live event with us? Uh, he had never done a reaction. We have never seen him play along or have any idea how good his movie knowledge is. And he did fantastic on that reaction, just in general trivia. He wrote a book that is currently on sale right now, Back from the Future. You can go pick it up at Amazon or any other, I guess, place where you pick up books. That link is not in the description. That link's not in the description, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all all know where Amazon.com is. 
go pick up that book. He is participating in this Back to the Future match, and I'm going to be shot. I know me. I love the Back to the Future trilogy. Back to the Future Three is easily the best Western ever made. Yeah, not including the hotels, but uh, it is. I feel very confident in competing in a Back to the Future exhibition match. Yeah. I don't know how I would do against him. I like I love the movies, but mm, someone who wrote a book, that's that's gonna be pretty uh Oh, look at that. Oh, Nerd Chronic, uh Eric Rodriguez. He is the editor for the Schmodown. Air Echo's back, by the way. Oh, the Echo is back? Alright, let me fix that real quick. I love that I know how to fix this now. Apparently it works, yeah. Uh, as soon as he plugs it back in, let us know if it sounds better. We got a little bit lo- a little bit more left to do on this episode, so. There we go. I, I fixed it. <laughs> Phil is back because it's echoing, so it's just replaying the same thing over and over. Are you talking about Phil Connors? Phil Collins? Phil. Oh, well, okay, so they were saying Phil uh, Collins because of the... Uh, Phil Collins has a lot of echo in his yeah, songs. Can you feel it coming in the air tonight? I was kind of thinking Phil Connors from uh, Groundhog Day, in which the echo is that he relives uh, the same day over and over again. So that's uh, a Tyler, Tyler, that's a good reference if you actually meant that. Both. It's both. And we don't know exactly what you meant, so just, feel, just feel free both. to just say both. Just say yeah. both. <laughs> and Eric says it sounds good now. Cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so Eric Rodriguez, Nerd Chronic... Uh, in our chat here, the Schmodown editor extraordinaire uh, saying he's actually finishing the Back to the Future match tonight. So that's a little, uh, little fun behind the scenes I there. I cannot wait to watch that one. It's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. Uh, I think we are actually going. We're trying to do. We're gonna film reactions to these exhibition matches. Yep. As of right now, the idea is that they're only the exhibition matches are only available to Patreon members. Patrons. Yeah, so therefore, what we're going to do is we're going to film these reactions and submit them to Emma Fife, who is the the person running the Schmodown Patreon. She's put reactions for us up on the Patreon before, so we will have, we should effectively have uh, more reactions to Patreon matches available on Patreon. I know that they've been talking about going and putting them in the Discord also for for uh, the Schmodown. So. In which, if you're in the Discord, you're a Patreon member anyways. Yeah. So if, the... you, if you want to see our reactions, our thoughts, feelings, and opinions of those exhibition matches, make sure you hop on to the Schmodown Patreon because that's where they're going to get posted eventually. Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, we, we still want to go ahead and get those get those done too because uh, that's, that's where – that's so – a lot of people like to see those, like to like to play along with other people and all that. So, so yeah, uh, Jake said no public reactions for exhibition matches. Yeah, so it's not they're not going to be anything that's going to be released on YouTube. They're going to be videos that live on our channel that you're not going to be able to see unless you're a Schmodown uh, Patreon member. Yeah, I think we've got a couple of them on there already. Uh, so we do have videos in our backlog that are only allowed to see if you're Schmodown Patreon. So, yeah, so we will... Uh, don't mind doing that, because all that does is to support the sport that we love oh so much. Yep. 
uh, Tyler says thought she left it to someone else already. No, uh, I think probably given the current situation, she has maintained con- control over uh, running the Patreon for the time being. She hasn't passed it on just quite yet. But we believe that will be happening at some point. At um, some point. I don't know if there's any confirmation on that. Eric might know more about that than I do, and that's fine. It doesn't really matter at this point either way. Um, just know that Emma's still running it for now. Anyway, uh, speaking of th- all things Patreon, here's the funny thing. I want to talk about our Patreon, and I will uh, kind of talk about some of these tiers that we have up here. Yep. But Patreon is down at the moment for maintenance. Yeah, which is hilarious which is ironic for us we like a week ago like hey next week we're gonna be talking about our new patreon we're going to uh unleash it and make it go live and everything and then today it's like oh by the way hey here at patreon we're about to go down for maintenance at the exact time you guys are going to be live tonight yeah so we're like yeah we want to be like normal youtubers we want to be able to be like hey we got a patreon hop on our patreon follow us on patreon yeah no patreon won't let us so, um, punks, I, uh, I did refresh Patreon just a second ago and it moved directly to a screen that said, Hey, we're down for maintenance. So I just hit back. Um, <laughs> so you, you do have the list of whoever's signed up so far. I have the tiers. I do not. Well, actually I was gonna say, I do not have the list, but they all came through as emails. So I have literally emails of every single person who uh, signed up. So I can actually call people out that way. Um, do I have access to this? I am not certain. Maybe. Let me see. Yes, you do. It's on our, uh, it's on our Cinefanatics email. So. Okay. Uh, have that there. But, uh, real quick before we cover kind of like the big thank yous to everybody who's already signed up. I just want to quickly go over, uh, go over some of the, uh. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. Some of the, some of the, uh, tiers that we have here and what, what we're going to kind of wanting to be doing right off the bat for our patreon um we did we did want to set out a bunch of tiers with a bunch of ideas and stuff that we wanted to do but given our uh, current situation you still have like a full-time job i'm still having to attempt to work full-time uh just to get the business off the ground and kind of make ends meet and everything for right now we just don't have the time at the moment to do everything that we want to initially offer or eventually offer i should say uh, but until we get to that point, we do have three tiers up there right now. Now the tier structure is every tier is named after either a movie character or a group of movie characters. And that theming is going to carry on once we, uh, unveil more tiers when we get to the point of unveiling more tiers. Uh, right now we have our Neo tier is our $1 tier. We have the, because hold Neo, on, hold on, hold on. Oh. We have the dude tier, which is our five dollar tier, and then we have the Avengers tier, which is the ten dollar tier. I'm wanting to run into the joke already. Yeah, calm down. We'll we'll get there. Um, for those of you who, I would say, for those of you who aren't able to look at the uh, Patreon site right now, which most of you, unless you already had it up, can't, because again, they're under maintenance now. For, Until like what one a.m. Central Time, something like that. So. Feel free to stay up until after 1 a.m. Central Time. Yeah, like we got right here, uh, Brandon Buckingham in the chat says, as soon as Patreon is up, I'll support you guys. Thank That's you fantastic. so much, Brandon. Really appreciate that. Uh, because of your Patreon supportage, we will let you go ahead and say whatever you want about Whataburger, and it's going to be okay <laughs> because you're giving us money. Um, <laughs> let's see how that works. <laughs> 
uh, you're giving us money to go get Whataburger. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I can taste again. Um, so, all right, so real quick, let's go through these tiers. The uh, $1 tier is the Neo tier. Why is the $1 tier called the Neo tier? Because Neo is the one. Ha ha ha! It's funny. It's a play on the fact that Neo is the one. And if you don't know what that means, you need to watch The Matrix. And if we're going to go back and talk about movies that you should have watched by now that you need to watch, like Casablanca, yeah, you need to have watched The Matrix already, at least the first one. Yeah. Like, I can understand yeah. if you pass on, like, the second or third, the Reloaded and Revolutions, whatever. That's cool. But I've, se- I've seen the first one. What, you've never seen Reloaded or Revolutions? Oh, so you're good. Uh, yeah. yeah, at least watch The Matrix. I believe I've actually seen The Animatrix also, which is the only other Matrix thing out there that is worth seeing besides the first one. <laughs> Adam's brother's number one fan said, can a one-time gift be the Highlander tier? That's actually awesome. I love that comment. That is, there can be only one. Wow. That is, can we like highlight a comment as top tier comment? That's that was a good one. That's that's a really good reference. I actually uh, I do like that reference there. That's fantastic. Uh, I, love it. I I approve of. Your, I, uh, I, I'm actually stunned and like speechless at the I, the I, quality of that comment there. I approve of your uh, your your yuck yucking there. Yeah, we should actually make that. If there's a possibility to make just a one off like a one time gift <sighs> here, I don't I don't I don't, I don't think, think there, there is. is. I've not heard. But of it. like the award for that should be like us singing like Princes of the Universe or something at that point. Yeah. It's nice. a song from Highlander done I, by I get Queen. It. Okay. Yes, yes. I've heard of Queen. Okay. Um okay, so the $1 tier says at this tier you are a neo. Neo is one who gives us the ones. Ha <laughs> ha. This is our entry level of support, and to show our gratitude, we're going to give you guys a thank you shout out in our video descriptions and access to the Patreon community. It's the base level of support. You get access to all the community posts as well as your name typed out in our description for pretty much every single video right now. Yeah. That's that's basically the how, how it's going to work for the time as, being. As soon as I figure out how to incorporate that into videos once we actually start doing videos again. Whenever we have movies to talk about and watch trailer reactions and movie reviews yeah Yeah. so uh thank you to everybody who's at the neo tier um i honestly i don't know if anyone's at that i think everyone like chose tiers above that so yeah which is awesome uh i got movie finobi who is hitting how did you hit a two dollar tier i don't i don't know i don't have a two dollar tier so movie finobi has broken patreon somehow and hit a tier that we don't have I don't know. I might have to look into that, but I don't really want to like call out everybody's uh, everybody's different levels here. But I do, uh, I do, I do like that uh, because there's we don't have a two dollar tier. We don't have a two dollar tier, and <laughs> how's that possible? Movie Finobi is a such a rock star that apparently they went ahead and hit a two dollar tier that we don't have. Is that our Patreon? Interesting. Anyway, uh, $5 tier. It's the dude, El Duderino. You've been fed. What do you want? Uh, for those of you who are familiar with The Big Lebowski, which, again, should be most people who love movies should be familiar with The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one of the Coen Brothers' uh, classics. Uh, yeah, very much so. 
so a patron at the dude tier is absolutely helping us abide. You duders and El Duderinos are truly tying our content together. You know, if you're into that whole brevity thing. <laughs> to thank you, we offer some fun features as part of our community, including what we're calling monthly trivia nights for right now, and more to come. Don't be out of your element, and you can find us in the Alps here. You can find us in the you Alps. You can find us in the Alps. You can find these strangers in the Alps. That's what happens when you find us on the Alps. That is a deep cut reference for those of that you. That is, and if anyone gets that, more power to you. That is an awesome reference. I absolutely love that. Oh, Brandon says you can do a custom amount. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. That's. I guess that explains that. I absolutely love learning about Patreon after we actually launch our own Patreon. You know what? It's going to be a learning process because there's a lot about Patreon. I definitely still don't know and that we're all going to be learning together as... No. Here, here's the thing. One solid Cine Fanatic crew. Here, here's the thing. I don't want to feel like I'm name dropping, but... Uh, Just pick it back up once you drop it. Yeah. The creator of Patreon is Jack Conti. Yeah. Who's also one of the members of the band Pomplamoose. Pomplamoose. Yeah. Uh, so Fantastic LaCroix flavor, apparently. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so you've actually talked to him. I had a brief conversation with him, yeah. You had a conversation <laughs> with him in regards. Uh, he's probably given some of the best information uh so the past two years we've gone to vidcon which is the big youtuber convention yeah, in anaheim. anaheim california yep um last year we went to a one of the the things they did there was the panels, in, the panels. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what it is uh, don't think of the word panel can't think of the word panel apparently <laughs> one of the panels was hosted by him yeah in which he was talking about Patreon. As YouTubers, and this was one, probably one of the greatest, most inspirational things I heard, is by signing up for Patreon, does that mean that you're selling out? No. That, and what he was saying is that you are a creative person. If you have the cojones, second time using that. Hutzpah. Hutzpah. Word of the night. Yeah. Just like uh, Pee Wee. The word of the day is Hutzpah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, that Check if, your mic again. Yeah. There's probably an <laughs> echo on that. Uh, that if you have the hotspot to put yourself out there publicly and tell people, like, hey, I got a movie channel, but I've never seen uh, Casablanca. If you're the type of creative person to do something like that, then absolutely put yourself on Patreon. Yeah. Earn money for your creativity. If you know what you're talking about, if you're confident enough, mm -hmm. if the general audience is going to follow you. And since YouTube is terrible at monetization sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it's not necessarily like selling out creatively. I think I just made up that word. I think you added three syllables to a word <laughs> that didn't have them before. Creatively. I, I can't say it. Put the wrong emphasis on the wrong, the wrong syllable. syllable. Yeah. yeah. That's what, a uh, view from the top? Yep. Yeah. Mike Myers. Yep. Uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow. Sign up for our Patreon, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> if you know enough about what you're talking about, then put yourself out there and, yeah, have people follow you. People want to follow you. Generally, people are going to want to see this this type of creativity expand. Whether you're someone that knows about movies, or <clears throat> you have a good band, or you're starting to take 
two hours to get your thoughts and feelings and opinions across. Uh, we're almost done, y'all. Uh, anyways, so yeah, I actually really like the idea of the Patreon, and Jack Conti is he, he's fantastic as being a founding member, yep. the person who founded the Patreon. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, so some of the stuff that we do at the $5 tier right now, I said we're doing the monthly trivia uh, nights. What we're going to do is we're going to find a way, uh, we're going to go back and watch some of those old Schmodown matches. Uh, I know a lot of you guys who uh, follow us and have even signed up for the Patreon are very familiar with the Schmodown and like to play along with it. We want to have a live situation where we play along with you guys. Um, different ways that we can make that work and how we're going to make it work, I'm not quite sure yet, but I want to do something I want to do some fun stuff with it as much as possible. So uh, for the time being, we're going to be doing uh, at least once a month, we're going to be doing a Schmodown watch along where you can watch old matches, play along with us live. We'll be streaming them live and kind of doing all that. We'll, we'll figure out how that looks. I think we'll probably try to work on one for next month. Obviously it's end of April right now. So we're not going to do one this month. Yeah. I think a lot of this, like as far as like whatever requires us to do like a watch along or play along, I don't think we're going to actually do till probably like mid to end of May. Yeah. Just because we're just now creating this. It's going to take us some time. Uh, also the fact that again, still like somewhat of reminiscence of a cold and then whatever it is you're dealing with right now, let's give us some time for all that to pass before we start adding to essentially the workload and I'm not complaining at all whatsoever because I know as soon as movies come back <laughs> the workload for yeah. our channel uh, quadruples again but yep. so it's going to be fun it's going to be fun going into the fall yeah but absolutely all game for it hopefully but. by that time we have a good uh, good good grasp on how this Patreon thing works and so by then we'll we'll be good I'm still uh, live streaming yeah you already got fed what's wrong you with already you? got fed what do you need now <laughs> uh, you also get an on screen thank you at that $5 tier um that's, you know, that's just where we're at right now. We're gonna give you some thanks on on screen once uh once we get some videos out there and everything. So that's uh that's at the five dollar tier. At the uh, ten dollar tier, that's the Avengers tier. At this Patreon tier, we consider you a true believer. Nice catchphrase from the one true legend of Stan Lee. Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, you're an Avenger, and we're calling you to assemble for monthly movie watch-alongs. You'll also get to help us decide which movies to watch, and then also at the $5 tier, which Schmodown matches that we're going to watch. So $10 patrons get to decide what $5 patrons get to play along with, essentially. Oh, that's kind of funny how that worked out. Yep, and I wrapped it up with enough said right there, too. So, Uh, yeah, so that's right. We're going to be doing monthly movie watch-alongs. We're going to kind of also work work out with you guys what that looks like. There's certain movies that we are definitely not going to be watching along. Uh, They're specifically... like I don't, I don't do horror movies specifically, but so I, on, I, hold on. On top of that, there's even more things that are considered movies that uh, we don't want to have anything to do with on this channel. So I was, we will not be taking those requests. I was thinking about this earlier in regards to how to, uh, I guess, phrase or wrap this up. Yeah, uh, out of all movies that do exist. Uh, you are not a huge fan of horror. Yeah. Now, just here's the thing. With it being a horror movie, just because the movie's considered horror doesn't mean you necessarily are going to automatically put your foot down and not watch it. No, I love Get Out and Us. You've seen horror movies before. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like, in regards to those, 
there are going to be some, like with me being the so-called horror movie expert of this channel, that I'm going to probably like, okay, if you recommend this movie, if I know about this movie already, I'm going to probably put some forth of a recommendation to him and let him know whether or not he is he's capable of watching it. I know you're not a huge fan of like gore. Yeah, not so, a huge fan of gore, but on, so on the flip side. So if there's anything that shows like insides or whatever, right. yeah, not no, a, it's not going to fly. Not a huge fan of gore, but on the flip side, uh, I know over on the Schmodown real quick, they are building up the number of, I guess, followers over on their new Twitch channel. And once they hit that 4,000 level, Christian's going to do a watch along of The Thing. I the love thing, The Thing. The, I love, that's one of my favorite horror movies ever. I, I, just like Christian, have not seen The Thing, and it... <laughs> there's a reason why. <laughs> and there's a reason why. It might not have been one of those movies that I would have ran to ever on my own, but you can bet your sweet bippy, talking about data reference, that uh, I'm going to be watching along with Christian as soon as they do a watch along for that. And that, so. for those of you who have seen The Thing, who have a good appreciation for The Thing, y'all have, uh, I guess, maybe some kind of an idea of how... How amazing is that going to be for him to watch it? Because yeah. that has got to be one of John Carpenter's like best movies. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a little graphic. Now, granted, that movie came out in the early '80s, so the graphics are dated. But uh, I mean, overall, in general, nice Play-Doh. Yeah, well, no, that's Evil Dead. Oh, Evil Dead right. is all Play-Doh, right. right? But uh, even so, you're not going to watch Evil Dead. So, yeah, there's certain types of movies that are not going to be done. Yeah. Uh, me, personally, again, as a diehard, underground, indie, horror movie fan, uh, most, pretty much, I would, I, I feel safe in saying and uh, not being humble at all. If there's a horror movie you're going to think of, I've, I'm probably already aware of it. There is a very huge, not huge, actually, there is a very strict core list of movies. I'm not even going to mention what the movies are by title. Yeah. But there's an absolute... There's a, there's no way, shape, or form those movies are ever going to get watched I think we by get the point. me. <laughs> I think we get the point. Uh, especially if any of them deal with like the month of August. Okay. That's, as, that's as far as I'll take that. I think... Uh... The one one good rule, train of thought rule of thought is if you have to ask whether or not we would watch along with it, we probably won't. Uh, there's some you're free to. Rent. That's that's a pretty good flat rule. Let's just leave it at that. If you have to, ask, would they watch along with us? We probably won't. Uh, no. Most movie. Hold on. Most movies we will. Just talk to me about it off camera. <laughs> The reason I'm sticking with this. Well, I, I, I would push it just the one step further in that let me look into it. If it's a movie that we have to look, that we look into, we make the ultimate decision. Yeah. There, uh, Just keep in mind there's movies out there we're not going to watch. We're not going to do that. Anyway, to, to harp on and stay a long time on this tier for the movies that we're not going to watch because... It's pretty what's, much graphic what's the horror movies. What's the point of talking about this tier if all you're going to talk about is the movies you're not going to watch? It's graphic horror movies, pretty there's, much. There's a lot of movies at the Tenor tier. We are going to be very happy and going to have a lot of fun watching along with, with you guys, and we can't wait. So there's uh, so some of the ones I know I would like to do is... Uh, I know I would like to do a watch-along of Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh, you'd probably like to do a good watch-along of like La La Land. Oh, absolutely. 
Uh, I, one of the ones I was kind of thinking that would be a good starting point. And again, feel free to let us know if you want to change this. This is just my thought right off the bat. Uh, I want to start with something a lot more fun and something that we could probably give some like behind the scenes insight commentary to. Yeah. I'm thinking something like Demolition Man. <laughs> now, granted, keep in mind. We, I like Taco Bell. Yeah, we might not use uh, any kind of like harsh language on here, but the nice thing about a watch along is you're not hearing the movie from us. So, yeah, we might we might be doing watch alongs to like R-rated movies and stuff that will have that harsh language. We are a family friendly channel here. That does not necessarily mean that we're only going to be watching family friendly movies. And so it's at the viewer's discretion as to whether or not you want to participate in that watch along. Anyway, that's at the ten dollar tier, but I'm thinking like Demolition Man would be a great like launching point. If yeah. y'all want to again ten dollar tier, if y'all choose something else, feel free to choose something else. Uh, I'll make polls and create posts and whatnot on the uh, Patreon later, so we can uh, all decide as a loving crew as to what we're going to be doing going into next month. Yep, um, and when we're going to do them. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out. We got a list of what one two. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five patrons already right off the bat. And I want to just shout out all of y'all by name real quick because you deserve to be so. Jumping on our Patreon at the at the top. We got AJ, who we mentioned earlier as our first patron. AJ Lancaster, he's jumped in there. Tyler Schwent. Tyler, Tyler's one of the dungeon masters. Over on the uh, the Schmodown, on the the fan group for the dungeon. So Tyler, glad to have Ty, him here. Tyler's been a fan of us for like pretty much since we started this. Yeah, Tyler's Tyler's a longtime fan. Mm-hmm. Glad glad to have Tyler on board. Uh, as we said earlier, movie Fenobi apparently doing a custom amount. Uh, Jake Yakaveta, of course, Jake is there. Jake is one of the best supporters in all of uh, fandom. Essentially, he's he's there helping everybody out in every way he can. A uh, great selfless supporter there. We love we love Jake Yakavetta here. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he does prefer me over you, uh, we both we both love him very much. So glad to have Jake jumping on board there. And Joe Elliott, uh, Joe Elliott is actually somebody. I'll I'll I'll, I'll jump out there. Joe Elliott is somebody I've known for quite a long time, a uh, personal friend and yep. in my life. So I'm glad that to see him uh, jumping in there and just. Just really thankful for his constant support and guidance in my life and uh, everything he's done for me and and both of us at this point. I was so. say, I know him too. <laughs> I've, I've known been, him longer. I've been to his house. Yeah. So uh, glad to have glad to have my, my friend Joe on there as well. Um, anyway, that's it, guys. We got a Patreon out there. We are officially official YouTubers now. We're not doing it full-time yet, but hopefully with your help we can get to the point where uh, we can quit doing all this other nonsense that's wasting our time in our day-to-day lives. <laughs> and just, uh, just, stick to, uh, just stick to YouTube and something me with video production stuff. Ha- something that makes us happy that we are able to do, just that, that would be phenomenal. Yep. I, uh, that way, whenever the next pandemic strikes, we, uh, we're good. We can just stay home and not have to worry about anything. And just watch movies all day. Yeah. And then tell you all about the movies that we recommend that watch. That would be wonderful. But anyway, uh, I think that's going to be do it for this show. Uh, I'm going to drop all the, all the places people can find us and all of, all of our plugs and whatnot. Just like yeah. my nose is plugged up. We got plugs where you can uh, 
Yeah, plug into us. Uh, real quick before we end, uh, we did grab a, a Streamlab there. Ooh, uh, PC dropped five dollars. Yeah. Uh, Streamlab, Craig, congratulations, guys! Favorite classic movie. Oh yeah, let's answer that real quick. Classic movie. Uh, I consider Twelve Angry Men a classic movie, and, and that I... is a hundred percent my my answer. Twelve Angry Men is one of my favorite movies. That's what I figured you were going to answer. Yeah. Uh, I again, I just watched Casablanca for the first time this past week, and I thought it was really good. Can't do recency bias over it though. But that's the problem is recency bias. Uh, so I mean. Growing up as a kid, I would say I was a huge fan of like Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. Pinocchio. I watched those like constantly, like every weekend or so. Uh, sometimes multiple times a weekend. Like our parents were, I, I drove my parents up a wall because I was always watching Mary Poppins. Um, we get it. It's a spoonful of sugar. Good lord! It helps the medicine go down. Dang it. Um. I would say those are probably uh, uh well okay. I also throw in uh Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh which was done by Ian Fleming who also created James Bond. Yeah, there you go. Fun fact. So uh Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was a good one as far as like my love of uh, musicals and sentient cars. Uh, the car wasn't necessarily sentient. Semi sentient cars. Um. I would say more of like my love of uh, of of Dick Van Dyke. Early Dick Van Dyke was really good. He loves Dick Van Dyke. Wow. Just had to take it there. Didn't he's he? he's a great actor. I don't know what you're talking about. He is a great actor. Will he or won't he trip over that ottoman? Who knows. Watch us next time on the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh I would say those for like my early, early actual classic movies. Yeah. Uh, I keep thinking of some more too. Nope. Pick uh, one. Yeah. The other, Pick the one. only other one I will mention is probably going to be Absent Minded Professor, nice. because that was another one I liked as a kid. Uh, for those not familiar, Absent Minded Professor is the original Flubber, Flubber that starred uh, Robin Williams. Absent Minded Professor was the original version of that movie starred uh, Fred McMurray. Uh, same kind of premise where he creates goo that bounces around a lot. Just it, the goo wasn't sentient as it was in the Robin Williams movie. Uh, but yeah, I would say all of those probably cover my classic movies. Yep. it's good choices. Um, yeah, so once again, I think that's going to do it for us after that. And... Uh, where, let's see, where can all the kids find us? You can find us at all the uh, handles and whatnot that you see down here. We are literally at our name, MLP, almost everywhere. Uh, Cinefanatics MLP. I need to stick the Cinefanatics one like right like over here, like in the middle. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, would, so I'll stick good. the Cinefanatics one in there. So follow us at Cinefanatics MLP or our individual Twitter and Instagram handles like right here. Uh, he's got his down below him as well. Uh, no, again, I don't. You silly. <laughs> also, again, uh, if you feel like donating anything, there's the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, there's also, again, our Patreon, which we just launched today, patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, you, uh, you can send <laughs> Patreon memberships over there. Here comes the cough again. Falling on my head like a memory. 
Oh yeah, it's here comes the sun. I was doing the uh, Eurythmics. Here comes the cough again. Hey, this show's been going on a while. Falling on my head like a memory. Anyways, that's all the places you can <laughs> follow us. Uh, again, make sure you subscribe to this channel. It will help us out. Make sure you like this video if you're watching this on a replay because I know we're like at 12 watching now and 17 likes. Thank y'all so much for liking this video. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this. Uh, we will see y'all again next week. Uh, don't know what we're doing next week yet, so nothing to call ahead, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. It's going to be interesting. Make sure y'all join us. We will see y'all next week and laters. And as always, catchphrase. Yep. <laughs> Wrap it up. Later. <laughs>